0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I present, for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure, Ronan
1: Fez on Raw Dog, Product. Sirius XM Comedy yes. Channel 99.
2: Bodies, it's a round of Fez show, kicking off a Thursday, and that only means one thing, another episode of The Hulse. Yeah. The Hulse. Yeah. This is the world's first Instagram TV show, shot 15 seconds at a time. A lot of people are starting to feel like this could be turning into a love story between... Two kids that are mismatched. Yeah. Mismatch our own Vito and our own Maurice, which, in a lot of ways to me, this feels like incest. (laughs) So, um, That's at Ron and Fez SXM on the Instagram. Now, the first week was just an introduction. The second week was another introduction. The third week, yet another introduction. I believe we should be up to our fourth introduction <laughs> by today. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at today's episode of The Halls. Hi, I'm here for intern orientation.
3: All right, what is your name? Oh. Oh. Hold on a second. All right, please sign in and head upstairs to the conference room. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Oh. Whew. I was heavy. Now, wow! I would say some herky-jerky uh, edits in that one. So uh, I brought in uh, Adam Douglas, who is a playwright. And maybe he can look over some of the storytelling that we're doing here. Adam, first of all, how you doing, pal?
4: Doing great, Ron. How are you? Uh,
2: it's good to bring a playwright in here because I think this generation is visually motivate it, but you're a word man yourself.
4: I mean, sometimes in the theater, that's all you have are the words that are being said. The words that are being said. Now, when you look over the halls Yeah. Do you
2: think we're doing too many introductions, or should the action
4: start to take place? Well, the one thing I appreciate about this episode yeah. is that we literally saw an introduction. Yeah, We weren't thematically introducing, we were showing an introduction. Uh-huh. And in theater, the heart of it is showing versus telling. So I appreciate that. That being said... I think I know where we are. You think you know where we're going? I think this could have been the beginning. We have our location immediately. Right. We have names. Yeah. We got our info. Background complete. Get to the drama. We
2: didn't even need the first three episodes. Just saying.
4: All right. Potentially, that's an... it could be the, the the you know the prequels that are released yeah. after the halls is a major hit. Then you do the prequels.
2: Now let me ask you, and you could just do this from your own background. As we move along, which one of these two gets stomach cancer? Because I know last weekend, a uh, huge, gigantic uh, movie about a girl with cancer. So one of these two has got to have cancer,
4: or both? I mean, no matter who it is, yeah, they have to be in love first. Okay, first. Because no one can be happy. Because happiness oh. is boring, and that's when the story ends. Okay. Yeah.
2: See, this is—he's coming to us from a place that we need to be. All right, if I'm looking at Vito, I'm probably thinking ass cancer.
4: But with Norice, I want to
2: try something different.
4: Hmm. I think if Vito has ass cancer, that's the obvious answer. And if you want to throw him for a loop, de do give it to Norice. Norice
2: catches cancer from him, or yeah, okay. <laughs> Norice has the ass cancer.
5: We reached that brain cancer. That's that's the most and dramatic you have the top of the cancers.
2: And the bottom
4: handled if you have brain and ass so cancer.
2: you you like this scene. You like the fact we're set up. We're into it. Boom. I would
4: like it if it was episode one.
2: Right. Episode four. Episode four might be the struggle for us. Look,
5: this is new ground. This is an Instagram young adult drama. This isn't your regular TV stage plays, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is fourth episode is where we get to see these kids. No, and-
2: Michelle's going to be in some of these new episodes. Yeah. Do we know what she's doing here? She's, she, this is a spoiler alert, Yeah. she will be the intern coordinator. See, I wanted her to be cancer doctor. <laughs> but you guys want to keep it a little closer. Now, here's another thing. These school shootings seem to be big. Here. Vito comes in here shooting. I think she would. Okay. She's darker than me. Definitely. All right, but dark people don't shoot. White people don't. But <laughs> sure. right, you
6: have the ass cancer. You're the character with nothing to lose. No, we switched ass cancer. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah we switched guns. I think I have
6: cancer.
7: stomach cancer because of my stomach. I
6: can get a gun. No, no problem.
2: No, you you're always nice saying fight. that every day. Uh, but the important thing is the story's moving along... I think we've got a beautiful actress, and we have a lovable actor, which you don't always get. I think he's this generation's John Cusack. Me too. Yeah. I know you you feel the same way. He's confident, at least. All right, so Michelle is going to be intern coordinator. Yeah. And where are some of these scenes going to be shot?
5: Possibly in offices around series. Is this when
2: they start to figure out who's being signed where? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether you'll watch Louie or not, but he had the flashback last night. Yeah. If we flash back and there's a crib and these are two babies crawling on the crib and they don't even realize years later they're going to meet at Sirius XM. Holy shit. That could be cool. That would be really cute. But
4: where's the conflict? If we don't have I, a conflict, we don't have a story. Okay, the con- Maybe If we're telling a traditional story.
2: Yeah, we're telling a the traditional then story.
4: we got to have a problem, man.
2: All right. What about if the conflict is in Palestine? No. Or or wait. So, what could be the conflict between these two kids? Vito's gay.
8: Mm-hmm, she has to convert.
5: She, she's pissed. Like she wants, she needs it, right? But then, but he doesn't. He, he
2: doesn't want me. Yeah, but who's going to believe that? I mean, gay <laughs> sure. gays, gay guys would want to have
4: sex with you. <laughs>
2: right, where what do you goof. see th- Adam? Where do you see this going?
4: I mean, all the way to the top, possibly. God. Right, but we got to get that problem. We have to see the solution as viewers, but we have to believe that they don't see the solution in front of them.
2: Wow, I love where you're coming from this. All right, now let's know for the drive. They both are interns, they both want a career in radio, but Vito finds himself looking at her. She hasn't noticed Vito yet. What could be our big problem? First of all, I know the big problem. You guys aren't going to get to do shit on the air. So that'll be yeah. You know, we could play the bad guys.
4: So they have to disrupt the then if they can't get on the air, they have to find a way to disrupt it, to create a problem. And then Vito could take responsibility for the disruption, getting her out of trouble, and then she starts to see him in a brand new way. Wow. Uh, See, I love love this. This is
2: why we really want to bring some uh, pros in. Uh, Adam Douglas is here. Uh, His plays have played all over the place. The next one that you're doing, Austin. Yes. Uh, What's this play going to be about?
4: It's called Tango Through the Revolution. Uh, My family is from Cuba. Uh, came here following the uh, Castro Revolution. The story I heard my whole life, as I'm sure you know, the son of most immigrants have heard their entire lives. And uh, family always said that someone should write it down. So I decided, why not? And your family tangos? They do. Yeah. They did. A uh, little older
2: now. Do and, you, uh, have you picked it up? Not yet. There's a tango scene in New York, you know.
4: I've, I've actually read about it. I know that they do lessons at the Brooklyn Public Library. Now...
2: Your family came over 63, something like that?
4: Uh, 69.
2: Uh, in 69, you were raised where? I was born in Texas. Now, do you speak Spanish? I kind of
4: do. See,
2: it's the weirdest thing, yeah. You only know a little bit, That's true. and your kids won't know any. Probably not. You know? Your people came over from the Dominican, right?
0: Yeah. I know Spanish.
2: Do you? Yeah. <laughs> do you speak it fluently?
0: Yeah. Okay. It's my first language.
2: Your first language is Spanish, even though you were born in America? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, you know any Italian at all, Vito? No, nah, I'm not okay. really white. That's I'm good. Just <laughs> well, in my neighborhood, Italians weren't considered white.
8: I
7: am. Yeah,
2: I don't know. Mm. You would be probably to your left. But you never got called any names for being Italian? You never heard any of those Oh, no, names? I did a lot growing up. Like, what kind of names? Like, um, Guinea. Yeah.
7: Um, I got called a, I got called a Dago wop when I was a kid and I didn't right. know what that was. And then mm. my mom was
2: told me, see, here's the thing. White people don't get called names. So, you know, if you've been called names, you know that you're not white. Yeah, I got made fun of. I was, I grew up in
7: a Jewish neighborhood and I was the only Catholic kid and I got made fun of a lot by the Jewish kids. Sure because
2: you bought into the new book. Yeah. You know, you only need one book they would yell. All right, so we know we need conflict. Maybe Michelle is our conflict.
6: Well, maybe Vito marks white down on his paperwork and uh, the supervisor comes in and says, "No,
4: you're Italian." And there's the conflict that's right dual there. And it's layered because we can make a commentary on, you know, race relations in America.
2: Yeah, they might not like that here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right now they like everything that we're doing and that's good. But when we start acting like, "Oh, they only want white people there <laughs> it might not be as fun I think it's got to have something to do see I like to draw from real life and the thing about Vito and Erice you both want to work in radio neither one of you has talent yet you refuse to see the obvious Yeah. and I love that in this story like we know they're not going to make it Yeah,
5: but they're go getters anyway and who doesn't love an underdog
2: like Chris?
5: Yes, yeah, Chris. You are <laughs> right. What's that supposed to mean?
2: Seriously, the fact is, you're right. Chris can't make it in radio, and yet he's still here every day. Mm. I love these things. Now, also, I thought, saw the stairway. If someone falls down those steps, and then maybe needs an organ from the other person, it's just a kidney. You have two. Just, you see just, like, that's nothing. You got two.
4: But isn't Vito's character gay?
2: Kind of gay. But, I mean, uh, just... Okay. I mean, we're, we're thinking he's gay because of the haircut, but he made turn... With my haircut? It's kind of gay. What's we'll gay about it? Fez? It's really
6: gay. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all you
2: need. By the way, Adam Douglas... Um, does people bring up to you the Doug Adams all the time? That that's right? why I have
4: to put my middle name in everything I write, just to avoid that issue.
2: Okay, what's your middle name?
4: Eskenazi. All
2: right, that's fantastic.
4: <laughs> it that also, sounds like a writer. I hope so.
2: Who's your favorite playwright in movie history? Like when you watch movies about a playwright.
4: <laughs> Uh, there's been some pretty good movies made about William Shakespeare, I would say. Yeah, there's a couple good ones there. Not bad. But I always pick Bill Murray in Tootsie,
2: because <laughs> his perfect theater would, you'd always have to come out of a rain to go there, and he's writing something new about the Love Canal.
4: Fartin Fink, pretty, pretty great playwright in film.
2: Uh, I love that film, too. See, I see you that way if you went to L.A. I don't think it would work
4: out for you. Probably not. I don't really want to write about fishmongers.
2: The fishmongers call first thing in the morning. You're going to Austin, though, for this play. I wonder what they picked up. What do they love about this story? Because you're from Texas?
4: Uh, I think it's because they're looking for Hispanic theater. Uh. Ah. about Cubans. Mm. You know use it to your advantage yeah use everything to your Come advantage on.
2: I was trying to tell that to Norris you know try to get a Dominican radio show going Diara? that's what I want it's my goal you love the Dominican music right <laughs> yeah I do alright so Fez did you like the new episode of the halls? I love the new episode. Because you're not plugging it, and I'm just, uh, I just don't know whether you don't like it or... It's
6: on Instagram, at Ron and Fez SXM. It's brand new. Episode 4 is out now on Instagram.
2: I have been amazed how many people would just go to the iBank to see this over and over and over. Uh, it's got a lot more viewers than I ever expected. I'm and the raves seem to be in. You got to go to
3: Instagram, like it, regram it.
2: Are you know all about all that? You like to, you want people to regram stuff.
3: Yes, and like it,
2: and like it, and regram Nine, it. Everything. Say I never know any of that stuff. <laughs> Is
4: episode five done? What you got an idea for episode five? I just, I got to know where it's going. Well, we've just introduced the character of Nadine, the receptionist. Is that the name of the episode, Nadine, the receptionist? Do uh, the episodes have names?
2: No, but they will after today. Now that you've
4: brought that up, yes. I think they Be- need to.
2: Because you see, we've just been calling them episode one, episode two. <laughs> Which is a very two.
4: European kind of metaphysical way of yeah. naming them, numerical. But got to personalize it. you got to, I mean, we gotta write these this notes is then. your art. Yeah. This is for you. <laughs> no, you're
2: right. Now, obviously, I would call episode one, Vito. Because that's the Vito thing. (laughs) Episode two... Well, episode one, I would call The Halls. Episode two, I would call Vito. Episode three, I would... um, I'd call Norris. This episode, I would probably just call The Lobby. Because it really does show off the serious lobby pretty well. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, that lobby, we could almost make a sci-fi thing here.
5: It looks like Blade Runner. We should just make a sequel to Blade Runner is what we should do. Or... Oh! Vito's a replicant.
2: Hold on. What about this? And the next thing, I just, as he's walking by and I go like this. You Braid Runner! You Braid Runner! Because that was my favorite part of the whole film.
5: Well, apparently, because in the Blade Runner universe, Asians just took over the
4: entire world.
2: Well, if you paid attention, it was in between Spanish and Asian. It was a fusion gutter language as he put it.
4: Atari was also everywhere.
2: Yeah, Atari they thought was gonna while. do a lot better yeah. than <laughs> the show. Yeah. I mean at the time Atari did feel like the future. Yeah. Still does. You take Blade Runner and Matrix?
5: Oh my god. I've never even had to think about this is almost too hard, but I'm gonna make a decision. Go ahead. Blade Runner.
2: Vito? Blade Runner. Well, Marisha, I like Matrix. You're, you're a girl. You don't have to... We would never get this obsessed the way we do. You picked the Matrix so Yeah, I love it. Uh, two Blade Runners, Matrix. Matrix. Um,
4: I have to decide which world would I rather live in. And I think I'd rather live in robot fantasy world of the Matrix. At least yeah. then I can change things. I can have wings.
2: I don't even think that this one is close. It's the Matrix. Now Neil deGrasse Tyson just said, "Not only is it his favorite sci-fi movie, it's his favorite movie All ever." Time. Yeah, and that's Neil deGrasse Tyson.
5: I mean, does he realize how great Blade Runner is? Blade Runner that even come up with him?
2: I think it came up. He put it. He gave his top ten sci-fi's, and Blade Runner. He put it in his eleventh.
4: Weird. Yeah, where was Gravity?
2: Gravity didn't make his top yeah, ten. he wasn't a
7: big fan. He said yeah. he hated one Disney movie called like Asteroid or something like that. Well,
2: we all hated that. I just the saw Black Armaged-
7: Hole. I did, yeah, he said he he said it was the worst thing he'd ever seen. Yeah, I just saw Armageddon for the first time. What'd you think? I was really into it. Did you cry? <laughs> No, my girlfriend cried a lot. Did she? Because she, she, she you made her
6: watch such an old
7: movie? No, because... Her, you know well, her, her, Old movies her dad, are still great. Her dad died like a year ago. So oh. she was like... Oh. Was he on an asteroid? <laughs> <laughs> so it was not a good idea oh for her to God. watch that at all.
2: You, did, did you uh, keep running the the animal crackers back and forth on her battery? <laughs> Doing a bad impression? No. Did you look up his top ten so we can go through it? Because if we're going to make this a sci-fi, I think we're probably the Halls. Is, I mean, if we find out that these are both robots, or maybe it's like the island, like the only reason why they're here
4: is so that we can have... Combine all three replicants yeah. in the Matrix on an island with Sandra Bullock.
2: Well... All right, go through it for his stuff.
5: All right, The Day the Earth Stood Still. You're just supposed to say that, aren't you? Yeah.
2: That's one of those, like, just like you're supposed to say Casablanca. If you say fucking, you got to say The Day of the Earth Stood Still. It would have
5: been great if we picked the Keanu Reeves one.
2: Sure. Sure. All right, give me the next one. Uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. You got to pick that one, too. You can't get out of it. Planet of the Apes. That was a weird one. That was a weird one. Now, here's the thing. You know exactly how old Neil deGrasse Tyson is from Planet of the Apes. He didn't even pick the second one. Terminator is his next one. No, here's why I love one. that. He says the first Terminator and not the second. The second one was just an action film. So the first one is like, holy shit. Who thought of this? It seemed like a leap ahead. It holds up, too. Yeah, it it's does st- hold st-
4: up. The T-800 is still scary. Scary little robot skeleton. Oh, yeah. Contact.
2: He's got to say that, too. For Sagan. I mean, Yeah, I can't get out of that for the Sagan thing. Early
4: yeah. good Matthew McConaughey, too.
2: Yeah, but all Matthew McConaughey is good. It's just <laughs> a matter of how good. <laughs> then The Matrix. Sure. And then The Island. Michael Bay's The Island. We just uh, brought that up. I, no, I don't agree with that one. That's weird. That's a weird one. It's been playing a lot on
5: HBO, and I've, yeah. I, put, I leave it on, but still, it's yeah. not a good movie, deal? Right. And then The Watchmen.
2: That one, I don't even know if I would consider
5: sci-fi. It's not sci-fi. It's, it's fantasy. It's a fantasy comic book movie. I mean, yeah. fucking Dr. Manhattan, There's they, they say it's scientific as to how he got changed, but there's nothing, no way to do that, to turn yourself into a giant particle or whatever the hell it uh, he is. What's
2: he missing? What sci-fi movie would you have to put there? Oh, it, there's more?
5: And then there's there's well, there's two more. There's uh, And then Blade Runner, which made the uh, That's it. Blade Runner's that last
2: one. So he put Blade Runner. If you go down and look, he put Blade Runner as his 11th. It's bullshit. Um, I would have said this. Rollerball, for me, will always be there. Moon? Moon is actually really interesting. Moon's a great Um, one. I would even think... I want to do something with time travel, and I can't figure out which one I would pick. Looper? No, not going to be Looper. (laughs) What What about where the
4: guys cheated on the stock market? Primer. Primer. Yeah, Primer. I would have put Galaxy Quest.
2: Galaxy Quest is a fun little movie. I give it a lot more credit. Back to the Future? Well, Back to the Future 3 is when it really good, <laughs> when it became a Western. Buzz, what about you? You got a sci-fi one missing? Um, I would put in
6: um, Alien. Alien.
2: I'm not a big fan of the Alien series. Bill and Ted. It's not... Science That's fiction.
7: That's science fiction. They have a fucking traveling phone booth that goes through time. Has okay. See, this fiction.
2: is this is why I'm worried about the halls being off the thing. You're all fighting in between each other. Adam has come in and he's taught us something important today. Focus, focus, and knowing what genre that we're in.
5: Conflict
2: also. Conflict. Yeah. Are we a
4: sci-fi? Is this horror? This has become a slasher film out of nowhere. But the biggest question of all. You have to answer this right away, but eventually you need to know why you're telling this story.
2: Well, to me, the bigger theme is about hope and the panic that comes from that hope. You know what I mean? Like the one thing that I always see in interns, particularly when it's in their last year, is, oh, my God, what is going to happen? How quickly can I make my dreams come true? They're all freaked out. They're all freaked out. And if you look at a guy like Vito, you know, you want to tell him you're young. It's, you know, your life is going to roll out, not in the next six months. But they all feel that panic. So I see it. and, And by the way, my generation didn't have it. My generation had, we got plenty of time. Let's party as much as we want to because we didn't have this giant debt over our our heads away these kids still. That's why the
6: medium works so well. The Instagram, fifteen seconds. These kids' internships feel like they're over like that. And it's on Instagram at Ron and Fez
2: SXM. It's a beautiful segue. I loved it. I love that segue. It made no sense. <laughs> uh, you know, you do, I got to do a plug. How do I just act like I'm talking, but I'm setting up my plug? You know, that could come up. Because it just pops in the middle.
4: Oh, okay. Plugs things. Is this <laughs> officially sponsored by Instagram? No. Not yet.
2: No, it's the, that's the venue that we get it out, you know? I mean, that would be like saying, if you put made a TV show, is this sponsored by TV? You know what I mean? Because I don't know how any of this stuff works. It's the medium. Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I had a rotary phone. I mean, I, if you want, there can be... Uh, I want to do an episode called In My Day, where I just annoy the hell out of everyone. All right. um, we got to let you guys go shoot some more, though. It's very exciting. I love Thursdays. I love that you guys drop in here for it. Yeah. And your parents are okay with you doing frontal nudity? (laughs) Sure. Okay. (laughs) Because that's not even going to be on the TV. That's a different thing. A party I'm taking you to. My mom suggests it. Adam Douglas, thank you so much. Thank you. The play, the next play, is Tango Through the Revolution. This is the story... Of your family. And it will uh, be playing in Austin when?
4: Uh, this summer, end of July, first week of August, at the O-Dragon Theatre Company.
2: Fantastic. It was great to meet you, buddy. Thank you, you too. And uh, we got to take a break here, Chris? Yeah, we got a break. It's the Run Fest Show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog, Series XM Comedy Hits.
8: Channel.
2: This song. That's why I I try to sing along to all the songs, as if they were all just written about coming back from uh, commercials. Um, Chris Stanley. People are writing in uh, because you used the word (laughs) Asians. Asians start to take over. Isn't that how you're supposed to pronounce it? How do you pronounce it? (laughs) Asians. Yeah, now you're working on it. (laughs) Now you're working on it. Smart. Uh, Here's uh, Brian in... Look at this phone fucking thing. Drives me nuts. Brian in PA. Brian in PA,
9: what up? Hey, I'm surprised you forgot to mention Starship Troopers.
2: I didn't forget to mention it. We were talking about the best ever, not the guilty pleasure that you roll on the floor laughing. It's a bug planet. If Chris Stanley and I get into a... Starship Troopers conversation It goes on for hours at a time. So we must stop ourselves. They got B.A. It's home, Johnny. Oh, I'm going off and be the captain of a Starship. Yeah. I would have put my fucking phaser on kill for that bitch. Just as she was taking off in that little subway car, I would have shot right through it. All right, uh, Ron and Fez show. Today is a a very big day. Now, by the way, guess who wants to write the halls, and he's asked to write a two-part, but Jerry Barca. Wow. But the problem is he wants to go on location with it. (laughs) And that's going to just run the budget up, the halls, on Instagram, or you pick it up on our Twitter. The big news today is World Cup. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Clintston, our coach, our Nazi coach, uh, says there's, there's no chance that we can win. Now, remember, uh, Hitler said the same thing about the Yanks back in '41. What happened there? Boom, four years in and out. Why did it take so long, England? No problem for the big guys, but uh, in this case, uh, a Nazi is correct. There's no chance we can win this thing. <laughs> Brazil plays today. Is it four our time or three our time? Four o'clock our time. Four o'clock our time. Three their time. Yes. So they are behind us or in front of us?
6: They are behind us because we're we'll be, central time. Yeah, we'll be at four o'clock and they're still behind us at three o'clock.
2: Yeah. See, I can. i always get confused. Yeah, me too. What's ahead or behind?
10: What is time, you know? What is space?
2: Wow, I'm so fucking high right now <laughs> that you just completely weirded me out. Because sometimes when I wake up in the morning, my eyes are closed, I feel like I'm to wake up in my childhood room. Um, and one day it may happen. It happens. A man can get unstuck in time. But uh, uh Fez... Zero to ten, how excited are you about World Cup? I am at a nine for World Cup. Knowing you fucked up the World Cup game for us. Well, that's what
6: keeps it from being a ten.
2: Mm. Well, at least you're consistent with it. Uh, Chris, where are you? I'm
5: 400% excited because in my neighborhood, World Cup always blows up because there's so many Eastern Europeans in my
2: I I saw New York 1 was in your neighborhood and like, Hey, if you're looking for a good place to drink and watch soccer, get here early. And they're just in front of some fucking dive bar. (laughs) Everybody's all happy. It looked like they had rented TVs all over the place. Um, It's exciting. It's very, very exciting. Uh, Hashtag, of course, World Cup. Um, So they're behind, right, Fez? They're behind us. Frank, you're on the Run Fez show.
9: Yeah, Ryan, uh, Fez is an asshole. Also an
2: hour ahead of us. How they are an hour ahead of us. Because if you look
9: at the map, South Americas is 6 hours further than the United States.
2: Yeah, if it's 3 o'clock for them, Fez, and it's 4 o'clock for us, that means they're ahead. They get the time first. No. Take it down to an 8 now. Take it down <laughs> to an 8. Hashtag World, uh, World Cup times. There it is. There's the whole uh, time thing laid out right now. Um, hey Hicks, you've been overseeing the halls, right? Yes, I have. Uh, who's working continuity for you? I I was working continuity. Really? Yes. So why didn't have curly hair walking into the building and straight hair when she got to re- reception? <laughs>
5: Well, you know, sometimes in the elevators, women like to work their hair.
2: Uh, David, in Tennessee, you're on the Ron Fez Show.
11: Hey, Ronnie. Um, You've been putting soccer over pretty good, so I decided to get into it this year. I wake up this morning, and the United States is playing Algeria. In an exciting game, the last four minutes, and they went, they score goals. Like- Did you,
2: I think you're watching something from four years ago. We haven't started yeah. playing yet.
9: I know. Yeah, I'm losing my mind in a hotel room. <laughs> the world's great, and it's from four years ago.
2: Let's do a, um, a hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> I don't know why that hasn't caught on as a t-shirt. <laughs> United States has no uh, chance. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. (laughs) Who's our first game against? Ghana. Fuck Ghana. We (laughs) gotta beat them. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. We gotta beat them. We we are gonna beat them. Hicks, you don't have a hashtag World Cup My Balls for me?
5: Hey, where's my signed Pele poster? Hashtag. Hashtag. hashtag, hashtag Thank, you. My balls. Thank you, Hashtag. You Thank hashtag. you,
2: big man. You're making fun of Fez because he fucked up World Cup for us this year. Put up the uh, hashtag World Cup My Balls and see if we can't get it going. see.
8: Let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I just did them. Uh, sometimes I can do animal calls when they're going back and forth. Um, Molly, I'm not going to ask you to do a hashtag World Cup My Boss.
10: Thanks. Because
2: that's something you won't say, right? Right. You don't curse at all, correct? No,
10: I do not curse. Good girl. Thank you.
2: Good girl. I wish uh, Chris Stanley was a good girl, too. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What can we do for you? Come on with these phones here today. Chris, what are you rocking to? This is the
6: official World Cup song. Mm. Olay. Do
2: they always do an official uh, World Cup song? Yeah, I think last time it was Shakira, since she's like from that area. Hold on, somebody just wrote this. Who the fuck plays football with a round ball anyway? Hashtag <laughs> World Cup My Balls. I can't wait and. Till the Ds win World Cup. Ds nuts. (laughs) Hashtag World Cup my balls. All right, you might want to get in on this. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We haven't done one of these in a long time. Running that hashtag. I don't even know what teams are in it. Hashtag World Cup my balls. U.S. losing? Not gonna happen. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Fez can't tell time. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Uh, the hashtag is already up on the iBang uh, Twitter, on the Ron of Fez Twitter. Go over, put your hashtag in, and let's see if we can't get this going because you're supposed to be the funniest listeners in radio. And we haven't done this probably in two months with a hashtag. And what could be better than hashtag World Cup My Balls? Nothing could be better. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, Jason, you're on the Ron Fez show. If you can't use your hands, how are you going to World Cup My Balls? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Gunner, you're on the Ron and Fez show.
11: Yes. The first game is in Sao Paulo, Brazil. One hour ahead of us. Hashtag World Cup My
1: Balls.
2: 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Five and a half billion people call it football. But we call it fucking soccer. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. (laughs) Uh, Ghana's a goner. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Hashtag. K- <laughs> hashtag <K-corn. laughs> Fuck Ghana. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Hashtag World Cup my balls and help me with this hernia. <laughs> uh, soccer stinks and I don't like it. Hashtag. World Cup, my balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The the winner gets a Brazilian dollars. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup, my balls. I hear they're anticipating a Brazilian people at hashtag World Cup, my balls. My balls are cold. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup, my balls. Uh, Chris... In California. Chris, in California.
9: Yeah, how you guys doing? Uh, I just got back from a doctor's appointment, and I don't have testicular cancer. Hashtag World Cup My Balls and
2: coughs. Greg, you're on the run of show. Greg, Boston. Prostitution is legal in Brazil. World well, Cup My Balls. It's hashtag World Cup My Balls. Chris, you're on the run of show.
9: Fuck any sport that can end in a tie. World Cup sucks. Hashtag World Cup my balls.
2: Austin, what do you got, buddy?
9: Hashtag World Cup. Hashtag World Cup my balls.
2: Uh, Jason in Kentucky.
9: Hey, blame it on real fine skin flick. Hashtag World Cup my balls.
2: That's far from a skin flick. Debbie Moore's in it. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you're on the run of Fez show.
9: Most of America doesn't care. Hashtag World Cup My bit.
2: Hey, you're on the run of Fez show.
9: Yo, yo. Wilma Reese. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Um, Snowy, you're on the run of Fez show.
9: This has got to be better than that soccer moves.
2: This is all, so isn't it? World, hashtag World Cup My Balls. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, let's calling on the best listeners in radio. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Let's read some of the hashtags right now. No hands allowed, but no amputees either. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. <laughs> it takes me almost 500 strokes to win. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Um, If only I could get my wife to hashtag World Cup my balls Uh, When it's four teams, it's too many Two teams just right And one team, one team isn't even in the game anymore Hashtag World Cup my balls Can you believe that Brazil is going to win this year? Hashtag (laughs) World Cup my balls Soccer balls? More like cocking balls. Hashtag, <laughs> world cup, <my> balls. <laughs> hashtag World Cup my balls. Gonna get some Brazilian prostitutes to hashtag World Cup my Come
1: on and tweet me. Oh, oh, You've got your mentions. Uh, hey,
2: uh, Steve. Steve, you're on the Run and Fez show.
9: Brazilian nuts. You don't want to know what my grandfather called them. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: I'll tell you later off air. Molly. Okay. Greg in Missouri, you're on the Run and Fez show.
9: I gotta need a reach around. World, hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Lewis in Manhattan. Yeah, hey, I got a fever, and the only prescription is some World Cup, hashtag World Cup My Balls.
9: <laughs> Frank in Maryland. Is the World Cup over yet?
2: Hashtag world. Cup my balls. Pete, in PA, you're on the run of Fez show. Get Molly's face messy. Hey, hashtag hey. <laughs> Justin, you're on the run of Fez show. I'm a 65
9: year old gay virgin. Please hashtag cut my balls.
2: Dave, you're on the run of Fez
6: show. Just show me an Anthony Bourdain episode in Brazil. Hashtag World
8: Cup My Balls. <laughs>
2: 866 six, Run 0 fez 866 six, Run 0 fez I wish I knew something about soccer so I could make more hashtag World Cup My Balls jokes. Group G, more like grope me. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Um... All the confused people when this gets trending can hashtag world Cup my balls Brazilian wax and hashtag World Cup my balls watching that greasy Italian team dive on the pitch more than Greg Luganus every four years hashtag world Cup. My balls, my balloon nut itches hashtag world Cup, <laughs> my balls, can we get some brazilian uh, beautiful Brazilian women to hashtag world cup my balls cookie 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 hashtag world cup, my balls sometimes when it 's hot and humid, they hang like sweaty taffy hashtag world cup. <laughs> my balls 866 Ron Zero Fez 866 Ron Zero Fez calling on the best listeners in radio Uh, it's a good one let's see if we can get this up and running (laughs) it's hashtag world cup my balls East End Rob
9: Ronnie B can't get Dr. Conrad Murray to come to your house to administer a try world cup soccer hashtag world cup my balls Eddie in New Jersey Stick your Vavela up your stinky Brazilian ash.
2: <laughs> hashtag World Cup My Balls. John in Oregon, you're on the Run a Face show.
9: Soccer, I'd rather her. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Chris in Indiana. I just got a Brazilian so you can hashtag World Cup My Balls. Will in Connecticut.
9: This is excellent cocaine. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: <laughs> Look who it is. It's Had Rock Janney.
9: I hope the weather holds up because nobody likes wet balls. World
2: Cup, my balls. <laughs> it's hashtag <laughs> World Cup, my balls. Oh, oh, Come
1: on and tweet me. Oh, oh, You've got your men shot.
2: It's gonna be a tough day to try to get trending with so many people doing their own World Cup stuff. Let's go over here to I came for the blowjob. I stayed for the hashtag World Cup My Balls. At least it's not hockey. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. If they beat us, we will invade them. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. World Cup the Halls. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Um if hashtag World Cup my balls then I'm gonna get genital warts I hope the referees have life insurance hashtag World Cups my balls the dirtier your drinking water, the better your soccer team hashtag World Cup my balls uh big big news this end right now we're just finding out.
1: The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide.
2: Trending in the USA. Hashtag World Cup, my balls. Uh, Lou, in New Jersey, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Uh, Let's go to Mike. Mike, what do you got?
9: Hey, Ron. Going old school Coca-Cola
2: style. I'd like to teach the hashtag World Cup My Balls. Here is uh Mike in Queens. Old school, get your balls out! Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Oh, Dave in Ohio.
9: In the heat of the night, they stick to my leg. Hashtag World Cup My
2: Balls. John in Mississippi.
9: I'm a non-practicing gay man. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Sounds like Fez. (laughs) Lou, Lou, what do you got? Borza Italia. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Bill in Santa Cruz. A great breakfast for watching World Cup is corned beef
2: hash. Tag my balls. Here is Larry. Larry, you're on the run of Fez show.
9: Pele, more like gaylay. Hashtag World
2: Cup My Balls. (laughs) Jeff. Jeff and Bass. Bob De Niro says, What's this hashtag World Cup My Balls coming to? Here is Bill in Boston. Bill. The American coach says, Hard work will set you
9: free. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: All right, let's read off the internets here. Uh... One person just writes, I don't know what it's about, but it's funny. <laughs> hashtag World Cup My Balls. Uh, it's always funny when people who are not listening just see a hashtag pop up. World cup, hashtag World Cup My Balls. Midfielder, more like milfielder. I don't understand the offside rules. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Is there a Zamboni? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Where's my Langos? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Hashtag uh, if I get a Chinese massage, will they hashtag World Cup my balls during the World Cup? I will only be watching Brazilian fart porn fetish videos. Hashtag World Cup my balls Topical. by by curious hookers and bicycle kicks. Hashtag World Cup my balls. And ladies and gentlemen, keep it going because you are trending.
1: The Ron and Face Show is now trending nationwide. Oh, you
2: should all be proud of this one. Hashtag World Cup My Balls is up and going. And really, they should even go on without us, because this one works, I think, for any... When the kids get home, they're going to love this one. Uh, Dave in Ohio.
9: Where are all those stupid horns from the South Africa World Cup? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Caster Troy. Has anyone seen my brother Pollux? Hashtag find Pollux.
2: Uh, let's go over here to Missy. You're on the Run and Fez show.
3: It's based on the red card Chris Stanley after he hashtag World Cup his ball.
2: <laughs> Robin, New Jersey.
9: Where balls to the faces is an accepted defense. Hashtag
2: <laughs> Boner in Boston. Boner in Boston. Uh, let's move on to Mike. Mike.
9: To the windows. To the walls. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
8: Yeah.
2: Robin Florida. You're on the run of Fed Show.
9: Let's see that other F-word, Lionel Messi, dribble around the sea off defense. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: That is true. They'd be on him in a fucking heartbeat. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go back to the Twitter. The tightest goal in all of radio. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Soccer? I don't even know her. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Are the Jews allowed at hashtag World Cup My Balls? World Cup My Balls. Why not Chris Stanley cut My Balls? Uh, do you think black Twitter will find hashtag World Cup My Balls? The Brazilian beaches hardly have any corpses on them. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Remember the Metro uh, stars? LOL, me neither. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. When you pee in my butt, Please hashtag World Cup my balls. After three hours of play, the store is the score is one nil. hashtag World Cup my balls. eight six six Ron zero Fez. eight six six Ron zero Fez. It happened fast. It happened quick. It's now the number one trend in the USA.
1: The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide.
2: Um. Oh, uh, Fez, I just seen the worldwide uh, trends. Number four worldwide is hashtag World Cup My balls.
1: The Ron and Fez Show is now trending worldwide.
2: You guys are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think those balls will fit in my mouth. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Red flag this. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Shelby's lips or Fezzi's hips. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Um, let's go back to the phones. Jess in Canada. Jess in Canada.
9: Hey, uh, what's black and white and round? A fat mulatto, aka Chris Stanley. Hashtag World Cup, my ball.
2: Luke in Massachusetts.
9: When I watch the halls, all I want is Narista. Hashtag World Cup, my ball.
2: Doug in Boston. I gotta rush. Hashtag World Cup, my ball so I can put some gold on on. Greg, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, Bob in Tucson.
9: Two girls and a World Cup. Hashtag my balls. Chris in D.C. Just call me Al Bundy while I watch the tube and hashtag world cup my balls.
2: Okay. (laughs) Matt in Pasadena.
9: (laughs) All of the head injuries and none of the excitement of American football. Hashtag world cup my balls.
2: Uh, Richard in Florida.
9: Fez, give me a Brazilian reach around. Hashtag World Cup My Balls
2: Dean in Pittsburgh
9: That soccer ball just hit me in the nuts Hashtag World Cup My Balls Sean in Ohio Bitting the guy with the 140 pound test just die Hashtag World Cup My Balls
2: Michael in Buffalo Steve in Texas
9: I'm drunk already Hashtag World Cup My Balls
2: <laughs> I believe you <laughs> Sean in North Carolina
9: Panga had some O biddies on boy meets hashtag world cup my balls.
2: <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> uh, Bill,
9: fun screen phone calls more like hashtag world cup my balls. David DC, I can smell a monkey ass from here hashtag world cup my balls.
2: Uh, Trent, Trent,
9: yeah. <laughs> I don't remember eating any corn. Hashtag
2: World Cup My Balls. Um, World Cup My Balls has now moved up to number three worldwide. And I just love the idea that some kid in England is putting on Twitter, all excited, looking for the World Cup people to talk to. And it's hashtag World Cup My Balls.
1: The Ron and Fez Show is now trending
8: worldwide.
2: There are actual 45 balls on the field. Think about it. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. How many halves are there in the game? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. 32 enter. One team leave, leaves. Oh, and we can do it by force. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. k sales skyrocket as hashtag World Cup My Balls draws closer. Makes noise of a frog coming. Uh... Hashtag World Cup My Balls while you measure my inseam. Shelby, enjoy a flare to the back of your head. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Is there a chance that LeBron gets hurt just watching? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. There are no beeping smoke detectors in the stadiums at hashtag World Cup My Balls. This isn't a sexual thing. I just need help carrying them all to the pitch. (laughs) Hashtag World Cup My Balls. 866 run 0 fez 866 run 0 fez FIFA can hashtag World Cup My Balls. Vito stars in the halls? More like hashtag World Cup My Balls. Uh, Ronnie in Detroit. Ronnie in Detroit. What do you got, pal?
9: Hey, I don't use spell hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Uh, Here's uh, James in Chicago.
9: What the fuck is injury time? Hashtag World Cup My
2: Balls. Michael in Buffalo.
9: Kicked my cat over the falls. Hey there, hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Mike in New York.
9: Long and tan and cool and lovely. The girl from Impanema can hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Uh, Great. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy. All
9: right. Better check for an Adam's apple, you might accidentally hashtag World Cup My Ball.
2: Greg in Florida.
9: The reason why I like foosball better than soccer? No running. Hashtag My Foosballs.
2: Greg in Kansas City.
9: Yeah, how are they gonna get this done when you can't use your hands and this shit fucking trending? Hashtag World Cup My Ball.
2: Ian uh, in New Jersey.
9: Ghana? More like gonorrhea. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: James. James in Colorado.
9: I put my cons on my shaft and my nuts, so it hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Uh, let's go over to Bill. Bill in Kansas.
9: Bend it like Beckham did when he put it in Fosh's ass. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um... I'll just read some of these because some of these people are just trying to figure it out. Fuck! This is a nice hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag World Cup My Balls. No stranding tapas monitas. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. I don't have no idea what that means. Uh, let the diving begin. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. No one gets along better than. Soccer fans and riot police Hashtag World Cup my balls USA 1 Ghana 0 14 dead Here's a guy who just wrote Tomorrow is Friday the 13th And my country is playing against Australia Hashtag World Cup my balls I wonder See who's playing against Australia tomorrow And we'll see what country Picked up on that one Chile Oh nice But I'm sure the Olympics will be spectacular. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Earth gave me a a back rub. Then, hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Pete, Pete in Alabama, what do you got, pal?
9: he please, hashtag World Cup my balls.
2: John in New Jersey.
9: Screw the Vuvuzela. I'm playing a cake horn. Hashtag. World Cup My Balls.
2: David, North Carolina.
9: Obama's big boner loves hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: <laughs> Jeff in Austin.
9: soccer. I don't even know her.
2: Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Austin.
9: Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Slowly I turn, step by step, inch by inch. T-Bone in
2: Boston. Give me two good coughs. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Chris in Nebraska. I just got paylaid, and she didn't even
11: hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: All right. um, Let's read some more of these. Hashtag World Cup My Balls is trending? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hashtag World Cup My Balls are blue. Um, Come for the football, stay for the whores. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Nobody bought my signed Pele book on eBay. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. It's a small hashtag World Cup My Balls after all. Uh, hashtag World Cup My Balls. Uh, someone in Brazil just writes Hashtag World Cup My Balls and then KKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKK everywhere. I don't even understand that one. But then again, I don't speak Portuguese. Uh, Trending. Trending. Congratulations, everybody.
1: The Ron and Fish Show is now trending worldwide.
2: Didn't think we'd pull off a worldwide trend because, you know, a lot of people have their own kind of excitement today with the (laughs) actual World Cup going down. Uh, Ron in Minnesota. Ron, you're on the Run a fest show.
9: More feet on a leathery sack than a kink site.
2: Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Dave in Ohio.
9: I hope Pitbull disappears once and for all at the World Cup. Hashtag World Cup My
8: Balls.
2: Pat in Boston. Turn your head and cough while I Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Kevin. Kevin.
9: My soccer formation is four four two your mom. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Dave in New Jersey.
9: Busy hands are peaceful hands, so hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Ron in PA Hashtag <laughs> World Cup My R D in Florida. R D in Florida. Yeah.
9: Your lips, your tip. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Is Australia in this? So you can go down under and hashtag World Cup My Balls. <laughs> Bob Costa says pink eye again. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Fun fact you get a red card if you use your hands to hashtag World Cup My Balls. This person just wrote Can I get an amen? Hashtag World Cup, my balls. And this just in, we're at number two worldwide. Number two worldwide.
1: The Ron and Faye Show is now trending worldwide.
2: You've got to love the idea that it, uh, someone somewhere is trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> Uh, I know that because... Here's another one. Hashtag World Cup My Balls is trending, and wow, I just really appreciate the world. (laughs) I want my tweet read on air. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. (laughs) Wish granted. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) I wish I had the hands of that giant uh, Jesus statue. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Walk like a duck and hashtag World Cup My Balls. Hashtag World Cup, my ball is trending worldwide. Makes just about as much sense as someone refusing to change their shirt for six months. This one just said, "Zit dat." Hashtag <laughs> World Cup, my balls trending is dot dot dot. Rest my case. Yeah, I like to. I like to think that this is part of the end times.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: I like to think somebody could look over and go, "This is." This is a terrible planet Just by saying this <laughs> And thankfully Molly you never even said it once You not say it You won't say it
10: Never, not once Good girl Thanks
2: This is why your dad takes you to metal concerts
10: <laughs> Yeah
2: It's really about the sales of metal more than anything else Does he only work a couple hours a day doing it?
10: No He works like you know <laughs> 9 to 5, 9 I, to 6 I
2: couldn't do that
10: We're selling metal
2: no, I just couldn't work. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the job is. I would always, if I had a, like, a regular job, I'd go, I'll work the overnights, or as I like to call it, nappy time. <laughs> I don't think they have overnights in the metal business. Too bad, because metal never <laughs> sleeps, my friend. <clears throat> Hashtag World Cup my balls. FIFA World Cup 2014, we are one. I guess that's the big Pitbull uh, Shakira song? Yeah, I guess. One of them I would have sex with, and I can't remember which one.
10: <laughs> Wait, no, Shakira, it's uh, J Lo and Pitbull.
2: Oh, it's not Shakira?
10: No, Shakira was last. last okay. Up.
2: And it's J Lo's, the other one? Yeah. All right, I'll fuck Pitbull. <laughs> um. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. This is either an anti-World Cup joke trend, or someone is attempting to invite the entire world to cup his balls. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? No, this one said the trend, hashtag World Cup My Balls, first spotted in Kansas City, now popular worldwide. Why? 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 <laughs> Sexual chocolate. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Midgets always laugh when playing soccer. The grass tickles there. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Go to Brazil? Why? I don't even speak Chinese. Hashtag World, uh, World Cup My Balls. Um, hey, Teddy. Teddy, you're on the run of Fez show.
9: The World Cup would be more enjoyable if it had two times like hockey. Hashtag World
2: Cup My Balls. Dave in D.C. So
9: meaty. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Scott New Jersey.
9: When you fart on my hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Adam in Florida.
9: Better? More like boner. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Matt in Boston.
9: If you can't drink the water, don't fuck the locals without a rubber. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Good advice. Really good advice. (laughs) Wrap that rascal. John in Omaha.
9: Miss Molly, you don't be worried. USA is gonna be there to fight them carnivores. Hashtag World Cup
2: My Balls. (laughs) How adorable she was as a little one. Um, Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Is this trend about the whole world cupping your balls? (laughs) <laughs> like worlds. <laughs> <laughs> um, Still at number two worldwide. Can't seem to get over something written in Spanish. <laughs> probably someone's dead. Pele probably wouldn't have signed a ball for Fez anyway. Hashtag Warren Sap. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. I can't go all the way unless you hashtag World my balls. The airport even going strike. They take a page out of our book when we were on our best behavior four years ago. hashtag World Cup my balls. Where was it? Spain four years ago? Where were we? No, it was in uh, Africa four years ago. Right. So that's Africans writing in. Maybe if y'all called it soccer, we would pay more attention. hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Uh, ja, 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 ja. <laughs> uh, laughing my ass off. Greatest hashtag on Twitter right now. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Ha, ha, ha. What the hell is this trend? <laughs> hashtag World Cup My Balls. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. The brand new soccer-themed gay beard porn extravaganza. Uh Eric. Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah. You're Be great, Eric. Show- you're great on the radio. Mike, you're on the Run and Fez show.
9: Honey, my deck belongs to you, but my balls belong to the world. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: That's really nice. <laughs> Justin, you're on the Run and Fez show.
9: From didgeridoo's to Cakehorns. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Uh, Dave in Ohio. World Cup 2018, Bismarck, North
9: Dakota. Hashtag World Cup, my balls.
2: All right, let's read some more of these. This is maybe my favorite. What in tarnation? (laughs) Hashtag World Cup, my balls. (laughs) And this one's kind of sad. Welcome to Twitter, where Ruby D is out-trended by hashtag World Cup, my balls. I didn't know Ruby D died. Is it bad when you get a lump on your hashtag World Cup My balls? Please hum your national anthem whilst hashtag World Cup My balls. What do you call a soccer player with no legs, no arms? A goalpost. hashtag World Cup My balls. When did the NFL start calling it football? Go Patriots. hashtag World Cup My balls. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Finally, something reflects my sentiments about the World Cup. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Liquor in the front, soccer in the rear. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Damn, I just got back from lunch, and I've been missing out on a chance to hashtag World Cup My Balls. Do I smell onions? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Cheers to all you uncircumcised Euros. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup My Balls. Um, hey, uh, Joe. Joe, you're on the Running Fez show.
9: Hey, Ronnie. Uh, give me 750 bucks and tell me who to root for, Fezzy. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Uh, Paul in Philly.
9: Hey, if you trim the grass, the tree looks bigger. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Mikey, you're on the Running Fez show.
9: Hashtag World Cup My Balls a Brazilian Times.
2: Uh, Kevin, Kevin, you're on the Run a show.
9: What do we gotta do to get Molly to say, hashtag World Cup My Balls?
2: Scott in Tennessee.
9: Wrecked him, damn near killed him. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Uh, let's go over to Jay in California.
9: They hang like sleeve of wizard. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: <laughs> uh, here's, uh, Frank, Frank, you're on the Running Fetish Show.
9: Wow, Landon Donovan didn't meet the final roster. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Um, I do feel bad about that, though. Eric in Tampa.
9: Hey, my name is Landon Donovan. Hashtag World Cup My Balls.
2: Uh, John, John in Connecticut.
9: My dog has no balls. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. <sighs>
2: Uh, Some Brazilian girl just wrote hashtag World Cup My Balls over and over (laughs) and over for no apparent reason. My favorite of all is anybody who gets confused by it all. Uh, Why don't we shut this one down, though? Coming up a little later on, uh, Paul Morrissey is going to be here. He's appearing on The Late Show with David Letterman tonight. Mike Kaplan is going to be here. He's going to be appearing with Seth Meyers tonight on Late Night. So we basically own Late Night this evening. Um,
6: And Gary Goldman's going to be on the Pete Holmes show tonight.
2: uh, Why on earth is hashtag World Cup? My balls trending. Well said, my friend. Well said. (laughs) Uh, We'll take a break. Also, your chance to win because it's Thursday Thursday and that's living like Tito's day we're right back It's the run of show Yeah, it's the Rana face Show. Damn, we're on Instagram today. We're on Twitter today. You know, I remember when I was um, in kindergarten, my uh, my teacher said to me, she said, what do you really want to do with your life? And I'm only in kindergarten. I said, probably social media. <laughs> um, and she goes, what are you talking about? I go, don't worry, you'll see. <laughs> You fucking listen to Kid Nostradamus. I know exactly what I'm happening with. And then
10: you disappeared.
2: Yeah. And then I go like this. And then I just looked at everybody in the class and I go like this. The Patriots undefeated season (laughs) end with a crushing defeat by the land of the giants. Because I always like Nostradamus. I like to
10: speak. You need to be cryptic.
2: Yeah, I got to get weird with it. Right. Michael Jackson will not see his fifty first birthday. I think he died at fifty, didn't he? Yeah. Thank you, Fez. Um well that was uh oddly fun. Yeah. Oddly fun playing uh, hashtag World Cup My Balls. But it is uh Thursday. And that means that we sit around and talk about good things. Uh we talk about living like Tito. Uh, making something big out of yourself. What kind of prizes we got? Because, by the way, we've got just great callers today.
6: We've got uh, Office Space, signed by the star Ron Livingston, autographed by him. Into the Wild, signed by Emil Hirsch.
2: Oh, I love Emil Hirsch. Might play Belushi in a movie, although I haven't heard a lot about it since they, they announced it.
6: No, it hasn't come up again. And then um, May I Kiss You on the Lips? No, Ms. you Sandra? may not no. no. <laughs> Hashtag. Absolutely not, Fez. <laughs> And that's signed by Sandra Bernhardt.
2: Well, that's very, very nice. So, you know, because we look at, we do this for people like Molly. You got your whole life ahead of you. Mm -hmm. The crossroads are there. Yeah. You can go to the left. You can go to the right. Matter of fact, uh, one of the guys that we gave a prize out to uh, sent me some pictures yesterday. I'm going to tweet them out today. He was a guy who, living the straight life, living the normal life, decided, what do I really want to do? Got a boat, and he's now a deep-sea fisherman. Cool. And he sent me pictures that are just stunningly beautiful. Uh, Dolphins playing off the head, huge whale going up in the air, gorgeous sunsets, beautiful water. And you're like, yeah, that's living like Tito. Mm -hmm. That's like saying to yourself, what do do I want to do? Now, Molly, you're at a point right now, the metal business, the family business is calling you. Yes, it is. And yet, you've got a weird old school nineteen sixties dream <laughs> to be a a radio disc jockey.
10: Yeah, it is sort of retro. It's old school. Yeah, but I think that uh, you know sometimes opportunities align and you're pointed in a particular direction, and it's where you want to go. And- so
2: you're looking for the universe to kind of let you know you're on the correct path
10: well sometimes i think you know things come up to you you know and and some people resist that like they think that they've got a plan they're on the straight and narrow and opportunity knocks and they ignore it i think the right way to do it is to to sort of like just explore those options but how
2: do you know when it's opportunity and it's just not some weird thing you know
10: like just a fluke
2: yeah like everyone always has this thing where they're like, oh, yeah, I remember my wife came in the room. I look over and I just thought, oh, I've got to have her. But they probably did that with about 500,000 <laughs> women. You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is the one that I actually worked for. But that whole love at first sight thing, you know, we talk about that when it comes to a lot of, a, a lot of like, romantic things. But we never talk about it like your life's passion. And there is sometimes love at first sight.
10: I think that there is. I think, like, the way I ended up, you know, in radio is completely random. I, you know, like, I knew Joe, and then he told me that I should apply to this thing. And I I had a college radio show that I wasn't really into, and then after I came here, I, like, you know, I got into
2: it. What's the name of your college radio show? It's
10: called The Molly Bean Show. (laughs)
2: Yeah. The Molly Bean Show? The Molly Bean Show. So your on-air name is Molly Bean? Yep. Okay.
10: That's me, Molly oh. Bean.
2: I'm going to start and call you Molly Bean then.
10: Okay. A lot of people call me Molly Bean, actually. I'll
2: be one of them. Okay. I'll be one of just a great crowd of many. Where is uh, Chris today?
6: He's hanging out in here. Switch columns. out
2: with Chris, would you please? thanks? Because right. uh, I want to ask him about the trend thing. Just do it quickly. Uh, because for some reason, we didn't trend number one worldwide. Hmm. That's kind of still bugging me a little bit. i got to get to the bottom of it. I felt like we had enough, enough trends to go number one worldwide. Now you'd think I would just be happy um, <laughs> number one in, you know, the nation. No. <laughs> what happened to the worldwide trend? We're at number two, and I'm looking at the, the
5: trend list, and the number one says promoted tweet.
2: Ah, so they had Twitter behind them. Exactly. <sighs> It was an inside job, Ron. Here's the thing. I need to get inside. Chris Stanley, how did you end up in radio? I applied for an internship with the Ron and Fez
5: show, and I and I interviewed with Earl and Dave, and I didn't hear anything back for months. And the day I figured it was over, it's done, I'm going to move on. I get a call from Earl Douglas like late at night saying, "You got the internship. You start tomorrow."
2: Oh god, they're so <laughs> awful. <laughs> The stupidest thing I ever ha- heard. And tomorrow
5: would have would be would have been um the show was off, actually. There was no show that
2: day. So he actually had no idea what he was rambling about. It was
5: Martin Luther King's Day. He was telling me to start. The show was off. <laughs> you and start it was Earl Douglas. <laughs> and then I started my internship. But I figured they'd just forgotten about me.
2: Um Chris, did you uh, screen cap that number two thing?
5: Let me look at my emails to check my screen caps.
2: Thanks. Um, all right, let's play this game. How did you end up uh, with your job? Because a lot of times you don't choose. I didn't choose. Yeah, to- how did you
10: end up in radio?
2: I First of all, the odd thing is I barely listened to radio. And uh, I was doing stand-up, decided to start a club of my own... And then was taking comics down to promote on the morning show of this FM station. And then the people who had the club, uh, uh, who had the radio station, uh, CBS, they go, you know, do us a favor. Don't you come in on Fridays because your comics, they're always hung over and they fucking suck. <laughs> and like, you, you know, and I'm in there, you know. Everything is a free commercial. I'm like, this is fucking sweet, yeah. you know? And uh, so they said, why don't you come in on Fridays? And, not, and I go, okay. And they go, you know what? Why don't you come in Wednesdays and Fridays? So I said, all right. And then they go, what about Thursdays? And all I'm thinking, and I'm not even getting paid. I'm like, I'm stealing money from already. <laughs> and I'm getting my club. And then, uh, you know, I started coming in every day. And uh, then they go like this, listen. Uh, we just had a book come in, and like we had this huge leap in eighteen to thirty-four year old men, twenty-five, fifty-four. 50, we need to sign you to a contract, and I'm like, really? <laughs> That's weird. And I like, I started turning down. I'm like, I don't. This wasn't what I wanted to do. And then they're like, just sign it. Just sign it. We're giving you free spots, and then we give you money. But I really felt like I, I don't want to be trapped. And then I am like, all right, I'll do it for a little while. And then it became, you know, within I say a year my you know, I thought of the as the club as secondary. Well it certainly became secondary in even in income very, very quickly. But that was uh that's the thing, like you don't know.
10: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That you think that you're you you had opened your club, you thought that was your path, that's what you were gonna do.
2: And then all of a sudden... But maybe I made the biggest mistake in my life. (laughs) I don't think so. Maybe I made the biggest mistake in my whole goddamn life. Uh, We got prizes for you. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. How did you end up picking up what you wanted to do with your life? Now, I got news for you. We got a couple comics coming in today. Paul Morrissey uh, is going to be here. Mike Kaplan... Imagine you're Paul Morrissey, and you started doing comedy, and after all these years slagging it out, blah, 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 you get The Letterman Show. Imagine how few times in life where you go, oh, this is everything that I've been <laughs> working towards. This is what my life's about.
5: It's worked out. Yeah, I've I've, yeah, I've made it. It's...
2: So did you get that screen cap? Yes, I had the screen cap, yes. With us as number two? yes. Worldwide. Why do, you, why do you talk to me like you're a waiter? Yes, <laughs> yes, we have those. Yes. Yes. You will be able to get that. Uh, I just talked to the chef. Um, all right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, you're on the... Uh, I don't know who we got in there, but they're driving me nuts. Hi, uh, you're on the RON-A-FEZ show. Mike from Philly. Hey, Mike. What's happening, buddy?
9: Uh, became a locksmith. Uh, never even thought I'd ever do anything with locks, and I'm a professional locksmith.
2: Now, how did you end up getting uh, into the locksmith business?
9: A book about locks and locksmithing fell off the shelf at a library. I was looking for another book, and I picked it up and started looking through it.
2: Now, if you were a spiritual person and believed in angels, you might say to yourself, somebody or something was trying to help him figure out what he was going to do that 's crazy when you think of, a book falls out of a thing you pick it up and then you spend the rest of your life being a locksmith by the I've way wh- for th- 12 years. there's a video going up today of this uh, unpickable lock it is the on the and the guy's picking it. The guy figures out how to break this unbreakable lock that 's fascinating though that 's uh crazy all right thanks for calling eight six six zero Fez. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run and Fez show.
11: Hey, what's going on, Ron? How you doing? Hey. Hey, I was uh, living in New York just trying to make ends meet as a working musician, and I had taken some police tests just because I wanted a paycheck every two weeks. So I tested with Detroit, L.A., you know, um, Chicago, and uh, I heard nothing, you know? I was just like, you know, just trying to pay my rent in New York. You know what that's like. Sure. And uh, next thing I know, I got a call, and uh, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to hire me. And so I told the guys in my band. I said, "Yeah." They're, they're like, "What are you going to be doing?" I said, "I'm taking a job as." A, and they're like, "What are you going to be doing?" I'm like, "I'm going to be working for streets and sanitation because there's no way." I'm like, "These guys." <laughs> are
2: he couldn't so, tell any of the guys you know that you're going to be a cop. <laughs> oh,
11: no, no, absolutely not. You know, and then you know, if it turns out, you know, later on, you know, years later, they're like, you know, we heard you were a, and I was just like, yeah, that's that's true, man. They're like, oh, that's crazy. So you know, you never know where life's going to lead. You here's, know,
2: here's the weird thing: your life was the exact opposite of Eddie Money's because he was <laughs> he was a cop who then became a musician.
11: Oh, uh, it's crazy. You know what, Ron? And the funny thing is, is you never know. Like, when I just gave up on music and put the white flag up and didn't care anymore, that's when, actually, when I was a police boy, I started doing movie soundtrack scores. You know, it's just crazy. You just, you just never know. Life is uh, is just twisted like that. So
2: almost like when you stopped chasing the dream, the dream came yes. to you.
11: Yes. I, st- I tried everything I could to make it in the music industry, and, you know, we were just a... Regular band working hard, and when I put the white flag up it 's like it came to me it 's very strange dichotomy.
2: Um, sometimes I think things go like that, you know, because some things have to be attracted, not pursued, you know. And maybe you were just holding on too tight before, like you were too anxious with it. And when you chilled. By the way, I think I'd 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 rather do film scores than almost anything else. Really. In music, it's yeah. A cool
10: gig. It's, it's such
2: really cool gig. you know that whole thing about finding a tone for a certain scene.
10: Yeah. The, my favorite thing to do when I'm coming back and forth from school is listen to movie soundtracks on the way. On the way and on the way back. Like, Tarzan, I think, is just awesome.
2: Who did the soundtrack to that? That was
10: Phil Collins.
2: You're a big Phil Collins guy.
10: Yeah. Girl,
2: but... Well, I say guy because I see all girls as guys. I don't see sex. <laughs> okay. You know? I'm like the, the sexual equivalent of a guy who's not a racist. Mm. Um, James. James, you're on The Run Show.
9: Hey, guys. Yeah. So, uh, originally, I was uh, a book and toy distributor got kind of uh laid off they closed my market down i'd gone to school as a marine tech uh, for marine technology years ago and uh ran into a friend of mine who suggested that i kind of check out the market into aquarium services so i started servicing aquariums uh koi ponds and water gardens i've uh, been doing that for the past holy cow 11 years now and two years ago i kind of opened up a separate business uh dog resort. Yeah. So, uh, pets, fins and fur have uh, been my calling. It seems I uh, love it. I get up at five in the morning every day to, to get into the dog resort to, to let you know let the dogs out first thing in the morning. I work until nine o'clock every night. Um, don't see my family much, but you know I'm hoping a few years of killing myself and then really, really enjoy life.
2: All right, thanks. I appreciate it. This weird. You know, it's funny. I like how long do you think you got to be doing something before you think, hey, I put so much into this, I'm sticking it out for a while, you know? Like my buddy, uh, Wally the cue card guy, right? Now, when I met him 14 years ago, he was like, yeah, I'm doing cue cards for SNL. But really, I, I'm writing and I really want to get some stuff. And now the last time I saw him, he's like, I'm doing the cue cards for every show in town. I got a great business. I got a great house. I'm raising my kids. He's like, I love the cue card. Business. <laughs> love it.
10: Yeah, I guess it's once you start to really love it. That's when Yeah, you're... at
2: some point or get successful at it where you start going, wait, this is this is actually going better than I ever thought. Um Paul Morrissey is stopping in here. He's going to be appearing on the Late Show with David Letterman tonight. Uh big, big ne- day for him. And weirdly enough, he wants to do radio before that. I could never. Uh, Anna in Annapolis. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy girl.
3: Um. So I was a speech pathology undergraduate student, and to be a speech therapist, you have to have a graduate degree. So my career started when I did graduate assistantship. Um, they hired me in the alumni relations office to plan, like, alumni golf tournaments and host cocktail hours, and right out of college, I was like, are you kidding? This has got to be the best thing in the entire world. I was able to travel and go see all of my you know, friends that had graduated and moved on to different places, and to drink with them and play golf with them. It was awesome. So I did that for a little while and then realized I wanted to leave the small town that I was in. Yeah. In order to to do that, I knew that I needed to figure out something where I could make the money to be able to live on my own and move to D.C. So I um, was hired as the assistant alumni director, and I did that for a year and then rolled that into working out of the president's office for his annual, like, giving campaign, raising money. Yeah. So, I was able to roll that into pharmaceutical
2: sales because, in sales, of course, it's all about relationships. So I used to be in pharmaceutical to, sales but I, on my own. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you so much. That's, that, it's always interesting, too, if you figure out some people that organize parties at school, no one taps them and goes, hey, there's big money in that than there is. Paul Morrissey, this is a big night for you, dude. I have big news. Yeah. Bumps.
1: No! Oh.
2: You're the anti-Tito's moment. <laughs> was the, did they give you another date? Was this your uh, first Letterman? Yeah. Uh right. You've been working at comedy for how long?
12: Thirteen years.
2: Thirteen years. How how big of a goal was getting Letterman? It was it. Do? Yeah, yeah. That was the goal.
12: He's my Johnny Carson.
2: Yeah. You know who who Letterman's Johnny Carson is? Um, Johnny Carson. Carson. Yeah, it's Johnny Carson. <laughs> so. You're doing it, and I knew you were going to be on with Regis, right? Because I mm-hmm. saw the thing. And there um, was a
12: band after me, yeah. so I thought I was Set. in the safe spot. Right. And also, the Regis thing, you're like, because well, I was the lead guest until like the day before, so I'm thinking maybe they're getting like... Obama or something and then right. I'm definitely getting bumps. But then it's Regis. So then you're like, all right, well, yeah. he's been on TV 9,000 hours in his life. He,
2: he's been on TV more than any other human <laughs> being.
12: So and, then I'm like, I'm set. And then yeah. uh I don't know if I I think I can talk about this cuz it airs tonight, but they did like they did four segments with Regis. So he
2: is lovable.
12: Yeah. So and and I don't know. I don't know uh if since i don't know if this will be his last appearance on dave or something right. maybe i'm not sure but, um, but, yeah, you're literally waiting in the wings. You but know. this
2: is the most common thing. You never hear about anybody but a comic getting bumped. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's always the comic who gets bumped. No one ever says, I guess because you don't have a movie coming out right. or an album. Now, do they say, here's a date, or we'll get well, back the to Well, ne-
12: ne- the next comedian date they're going to give me. And they okay. they were really nice about it. Because, I mean, they flew me out from L.A. and put me up here for a couple yeah. days. And Where are you staying? Uh,
2: Ameritania. Yeah, let's go trash that place. Okay. Let's, let's
12: so have a, have well, I get the room until I do the show. So that's that's how I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm not leaving.
2: Now, you've been doing the comedy for 13 years, yeah. right? At what point did you say, there's no turning back for me? I'm staying with this.
12: Uh, I don't know. Yesterday, I kind of wavered a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the crazy thing is like, there's so many ups and downs. Yeah. And there's so many of the things early on that mean absolutely nothing that kept you going. You know what I mean? Like you'll get like a a feature week at an improv or something. Right. Like I, I'm really doing it now. Or some name yeah.
2: comic just says, "Hey, you're pretty funny." Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
12: Like Jim Gaffigan yeah. uh, telling me I was funny got me yeah. like another two years. You know.
2: Just, I remember when <laughs> I was a kid, a name guy. I'm not going to even say who it is. Uh, went. You'll work, and I went. That's all I need. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it. Work. <laughs> You'll Good. Work. Good. That's it. But I don't I'm. Uh, to... I'm staying. I'm staying there.
12: <laughs> but I don't even know. Do people know what
2: bumped is? Do they, yeah, yeah. Well, is the, a... the, the, the you didn't know say, this one, yeah, Molly? Yeah, no, not really. It. I mean, I've deduced. But and yeah, there's an hour to do, and they have it all segmented out, and, Regis just. TV hog that he is. Uh, was go- I guess it was going great,
12: huh? Well, I couldn't even really hear. I'm I'm literally on the side of the stage, and they're mic'd me up, and they're just waiting to tap oh me on the God. shoulder to go so, out. So
2: this is the only person who would understand what you feel like as an astronaut, when they're just sitting on the pad, you know, and then they're like, <laughs> ah, it's cloudy, I don't know how it looks, we're still at the... All right, come back in. You're not dead. Because you must have all the adrenaline as you're doing your life's dream. You're doing the Letterman show.
12: Yeah, I mean... There's two things actually in the last month, like uh, I worked on my first like CBS network pilot. Yeah. And uh and that was the same thing. I'd never been through that whole process before of like a really good like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck like produced this thing. Yeah. And it was like and then it's still like uh you, you have that um the network up front, so they decide literally like the day of like which shows get picked up. And so I went through that for like two weeks of like, hey, I think it's gonna, uh, no, it's dead. And it goes back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And then we found out that it didn't get picked up. And then I find out that I'm doing Letterman, so that gets me back up. And then right. you get bumped, so it's like all these, which are great things happening. Sure. But, uh, but luckily yeah. you
2: got Ron and Fez here at the very yeah. end. Like, <laughs> well, oh, this I had is... to do Ron and Fez. <laughs> uh, here's Carla in Illinois. Carla. Hey, Ron, how's it going? Good. Um
3: I now own a company that I started for in uh, two thousand yeah, um, I went from being a fax and copy repair girl. To
9: uh being the neighbor of the person that wanted somebody who could solder, and now I own the company
2: is that right? That's yes, the sir. weird we were talking about how weird it is when you find out what you're doing for the rest of your life mm. most the... yeah, yeah most of the time it isn't your college major or anything like that. Mm. Something came up. When did you know you wanted to be a comedian?
12: Well, it's funny you talk about the letterman thing, like I knew that he was a weatherman, yeah first in local news and so my first job was uh, a TV sports guy like at a local station yeah and I think I tried to be like weekend update. David Letterman on on one of those stations like, yeah, we don't do that here. We're not doing
2: that. I see you got your own thing. We're trying to tell people the scores. Um, it's weird, though, because the, the good thing about that, though, is at least you do understand broadcasting. Mm. Like, you get, okay, things have to take place in this area. It makes sense because a lot of comics... Are just like I don't know what's wrong with that asshole. I showed up two hours late, and uh, you know what I mean. Like they've just been on the road so long yeah. that they don't get what happens when you get to New York or L.A. Right, and literally have to do something.
12: Right, I still have like the blue collar, like upstate New York work thing, where even if I'm doing shows, and I feel like I have to do something during the day. Like I always had these kind of odd jobs and Is that substitute right? talk and all that kind of stuff, even throughout just to stay. Just to Stay keep busy. busy, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because yeah, most comics think I'll get up late, I'll smoke pot, I'll eat cereal, <laughs> I'll watch fucking TV for a while, uh, text, do a lot of texting, um, and then they're like, I don't know, shit isn't going on with my career because <laughs> these fucking assholes. <laughs> um, Nobody's calling. Here's uh, Ben. Ben, you're on the Run of Fed show.
9: Hey, Ronnie B. Uh... Yeah. Hey, thanks for taking the call. That's my I'm job. Probably, hey, I'm probably a reverse, uh, reverse living like Tito's story. It sounds like I went from uh, the Navy, then I was a locksmith like the other guy for 14 years. I was a touring musician during a lot of that time. And then I fell on uh, hard times, fell between bands, lived with a chick for a while. And I've fallen into ass backwards into uh, pizza delivery. And, you know, I was embarrassed and it, it, it seemed like a shitty way to have to, uh, drop down to, but now a year and a half later, i made more loot than I ever had before. Uh, I got a, uh, you know, management in my sights and, uh... You know, it's turned out to be a fucking
2: blessing out of nowhere. I'll tell you this. There's no one I'm I'm happier to see than the pizza guy. (laughs) I'm always happy to see him. What's up, man? Fine. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering how
12: he backed into it. Did somebody just hand him a pizza when he's in his car?
2: Yeah. You know, it's one of those lucky things in life. You know, you're right place, right time. Um, Hey, it's a job that makes sense to me, finally, after all this time. Uh I think it's fantastic, dude. I really do, man. Uh, And like you said, this is the place that you could settle yourself, where you could find yourself, you know? I know when I'm watching Fargo, and the dad has that little diner where it looks like there's no, it's so small, it's just him, there's no waitresses. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind sitting around cooking shit for people, talking to (laughs) them, you know? It looks really great. I know a guy, it was maybe the best breakfast I've ever had in my life. And he went to a hotel, and one hotel room was his entire restaurant. And he was in the middle of it, and he would cook breakfast while he did the dishes. And it was, it was in Daytona Beach, and it was called Mike's. And he made this thing called Mike's Mix, which was like an inside-out omelet. And it looked like the best job. And every day he would shut at 2 o'clock. And, you know, he'd only make breakfast and lunch, and then he would go and make a turkey and a ham for the next day's sandwiches and bake bread. And the fucking place was fantastic. Is that a picture of it right there? Yeah, this is the place. It was amazing. I'll tell you another job that I always thought I'd be really good at as a tour guide. Anytime I go to somewhere and there's a tour guide, I'm like, I would fucking destroy this dude. I think there's
10: a lot of commonality between radio and being a tour guide.
2: I'd love to be on on one of those uh, buses pointing out shit. Yeah. Because these guys, they they put nothing into it. You could really... Fucking, because you know, you're teaching people and making them laugh, it could be great.
5: And now some of those, some of the buses, they, they stage, they stage like, they stage things on the street to what are you talking talk about. about. Like I, I heard of one where they stage a mugging on the street. Bullshit! So, you We're, can't do that in New York.
2: <laughs> some of them get killed. Is it the TMZ tour? Because I see that bus going by.
5: It looks like the TMZ tour, but it's not the TMZ tour. It's just another bus.
2: Well, company. I don't know whether you've ever taken the horse drawn carriage. Yeah. But they point out, and they lie about shit. <laughs> they pointed at a fucking tool shed and said John Lennon got killed there. I'm like, Jesus. I go, stop the horse. I want to get off.
12: There's where the Yankees won the World
2: Series. Yeah, I mean, this they, they can say part. whatever they want. Um, here's uh, Tim. Tim, you're on the run of Fez Show.
9: Hey, uh, I, d- I decided when I was just a young kid that I wanted to be an uh, Illinois State Trooper. So bad. I got all the way through school. I went. I had two weeks. and I was going to join the academy in Springfield. And I sat down one night. And I watched a little show called Moving On with Claude Aiken. Oh yeah. And I've been in. I've been in that truck ever since. Thirty-five years. You love it? I. I wouldn't do anything else. I think it's great.
2: Is it true the truckers know the best place to eat? I was always told that as a kid.
9: Well, you know we
11: eat. You basically eat at a different place almost all the time, so you got to keep an eye out for
2: the good stuff. Then I remember Gallagher said truckers just eat the best place to park. And that, that kind of <laughs> took the wind out of my sails. Because my dad would always be like, we're pulling into this place, look at those trucks. He would always act like, <laughs> I don't know, like he was like an Indian scout. And he had like certain knowledge. And I'm like, I don't know, based, still tastes like bacon to me, Pop. <laughs> um, here's Scott. Scott, you're on the Run and Fez show.
9: Yeah, I was uh, working in a hotel business, going to college for a business degree, and I had to do a research paper on what industries would be most impacted by the baby boomer generation, and it was home health care and pharmaceuticals, and so I didn't want to wipe asses, so I decided to grab for pharmaceuticals. I've done it for 15 years and and really good at it.
2: It's weird, because normally everyone I know who's in that business is a hot chick. Yeah, definitely.
8: Really?
2: Yeah. Hmm.
9: I'm an ugly dude, so. Yeah. I balance it out.
2: What makes you good at that business?
9: Uh, Because I'm not a salesperson. I get into what I do, and I know everything. I find out everything about my drug and the competition. And then uh, I think my enthusiasm is very uh, persuasive.
8: What
2: drug are you pushing right now?
9: Uh, I have a factor 10A inhibitor, which is an anticoagulant, and then I have an SGLT2. Inhibitor, which is a diabetes drug. Can I get? Because you
2: can use both of these, right? (laughs) I know. Can I make an appointment? (laughs) Yeah. You were saying that your uh, guy called you. You might be able to push up your operation.
6: Yeah, I have to see the cardiologist tomorrow to get the all clear, and the surgeon has already called me to pick a date before I even talk to the cardiologist. Maybe he's
2: just sweet on you. Um, but I thought because you were on the blood thinners that you would die on the table.
6: That's what they kept telling. They, they were putting it this way. You could bleed into your spine and then we'd never get that stopped. So they scared the hell out of me. And now I'm getting phone calls saying, Hey, let's do this. Let's get your (laughs) fat ass on
2: the table. You know why? When were, when did you schedule?
6: I didn't schedule. I waited for August.
2: Yeah. You're waiting for August, right? No doctors work in August. Oh, that's right. August is Maine month. August is Hamptons month. They're going to fucking bum rush you so that they can go water skiing. <laughs> They're
6: going to risk my bloody spine. Yeah.
12: Sink it out of town. Yeah. To are Lake you, Winnipesaukee. Wait, are you going to like, a, like NYU or something like that? Because that's when you get in trouble when, like I went for uh, dental checkups there. Yeah. And the guy that checked me up was a student. And he's like, hey, I think you need a root canal. Or no, you need your wisdom teeth taken out. And I had my wisdom teeth taken out already. And he he's all run wrong, wrong x ray. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he just wants to check something off his box. Yeah, like, he yeah, hasn't he's, done he's, that yet. So. Yeah.
2: Um, he needs the bad He's telling everybody, I gotta take out your wisdom they <laughs> They gotta go. Yeah. we <laughs> <laughs> put we're put some in. I'm trying to really get a degree here.
6: I wanna check out these two doctors on the unfiltered page on the iBang. They're driving from Florida to New York and they're going to their their whole trip is on YouTube. Right now they're in Saint Augustine. And it's called Drive for Men's Health. They're the two leading global surgeons in robot-assisted microsurgery. They assist robots? (laughs) I think robots assist them in tiny, tiny surgeries.
2: Well, there was a thing that they said that in the future, they won't cut you open. You're going to eat a pill that releases these tiny little robots that will take care of whatever they're supposed to do, eat cancer, whatever. And then you just digest them. Nanotechnology. Nanotechnology is is right.
12: No way that could go wrong.
2: No. No. (laughs) Trust robots. I think we've learned that from reading science fiction. We can always trust robots not to turn crazy.
12: (laughs) Put them inside of you. Yeah. Put them
2: inside of you. As many as you can.
12: <laughs> they eat old people's medicine. Right, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> that- All
2: right, so that's up on the iBank where,
6: That's on the Unfiltered page. Uh, as you scroll down on the front page of the iBank, Drive for Men's Health.
2: Um, well, we're living like Tito right here today, trying to figure out how people figured out what they were going to do with their life. Uh, here's Tony. Tony, you're on the Run a Fez show. Hey,
9: everybody. How you doing? Cool. Hey, uh, so I got out of high school in 90. I was in the Air Force. I was an intelligence analyst. Then I came home, and I went to college and to study education. And I was working at the factory with my friend, and we got fired for trying to organize a union there. And I come from a steelworkers' union family, and sure. my uncle recruited me to become a union organizer. And I did that for nearly 20 years. And I did union organizing, political organizing, and you name it, and I did it. Uh, and then about two or three years ago, I got sick of all the Ivy League, you know, upper-middle-class rich kids, you know, basically thinking I'm some slack-jawed redneck from, you know, butt-ass Pennsylvania. And... Uh, <laughs>
11: and so well,
8: I went out with a <laughs> <I got laughs> fired. It's not Fiddley.
9: You know, totally. I, went, I, uh, I, I made sure I got fired and I didn't quit or, you know. and
2: uh, I mean, you know, um, the weird thing, don't we all hate the Ivy League for no... You absolutely. Know, take yeah. aim on the absolutely. rich kids. Yeah. Take you know, dead aim on the called. rich boys. <laughs> get them into your sights and take them down. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you back on Letterman.
12: I know. Well, I mean, they they were very nice about it, and Dave... I mean, he spent almost a minute apologizing and says my name a couple of times and and uh, kind of blamed Regis. You, just, you kept, should just walking out. I should have, You walked yeah. out.
8: You're
2: like, I'm ready, dude. <laughs> Let's go How sorry late. are you now? They already <laughs>
12: had me safely away. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that
2: quickly? You're <laughs> not... You. Do not look at Mr. Letterman.
12: Well, the thing I was worried about is because you have your... Like, my parents and my girlfriend were up in the crowd. Oh. So they're waiting. So they're thinking, like... Did he have, like, a panic attack? Oh, like, what? You know what I mean? God. Like, they don't know what yeah, he
2: shit his pants backstage? <laughs> he just ran out of this th- theater. This. <laughs> uh, the theater. The Stangle brothers are coming next week, right? Oh, okay. The- they coming in?
5: Oh, uh, yeah, the- I'm waiting to hear back from them. Yeah, they're-, they're looking to come in, yeah. I
2: thought that they contacted you. They Why did would contact wait- me, and then I contacted them. By the way, I heard from Tommy Z that uh, he hasn't heard from you.
5: Bullshit. Fucking Tommy Z is... Tommy Z, I- I re- I've hit him up multiple times. Tommy Z's a liar.
2: Well, he says he wants to come in next week and bring me in some sticks.
5: Mm. If he responds to me, then yes, we can... We can. Should
6: oh. I
2: give it to Fez?
6: I'll take care of Tommy. I'll talk to the Z-Man. <laughs> uh, which one, the one of you guys Z-Man. can
2: I trust more? He hates the Z-Man. I'll yeah, t- you both hate him. Though. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> because you, I don't because I smoke sticks. <laughs> Why is that funny to you? I'll take care of
5: Tommy. <laughs> I you. have a
2: habit. This is free. I know, but smoke stick.
5: <laughs> it's not illegal.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, you're gonna get it, Paul. Are you gonna bring your folks back again, or?
12: Well, that's the whole thing. Like my girlfriend flew out from California for like the day. Yeah. So she just flew back this morning. I mean, that that's the part. Like I had a bunch of friends there that, and, but I did not do the thing where I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be on. Like I knew there was a chance, right. you know. And uh, you know they'll all tell you, oh, it's the best thing. Dave mentions you, and then they definitely you get have another back. one. Yeah, you know that happened to Hedberg and Geraldo. It and happened all the, to most all the people. Guys, yeah, so. yeah,
2: most comics have been bumped. Yeah, uh, early on, because you know it's that we'll put a comic there. I mean, yeah. it's amazing that you got picked for the show during his last year and all that.
12: Yeah, know? that that I was like thrilled, and I mean, I got the date like a week out, so it wasn't like they were just sliding me in. Like they flew me in from LA, and I was yeah. here for a couple days running the set, and everything was, uh, you know, it was it was. Uh, yeah, I know great.
2: So when they put you back on, here's what you do: <laughs> you just caught up you just stand there. <laughs> Just light up a cigarette and stand up. <laughs> and then if everyone looks at you. Go like this: Hey, you screwed with me, I screw with you back. <laughs> That's the way I roll. And, uh, you should come back with all new material. Yeah, <laughs> about being bumped. <laughs>
12: and I got a suit. I got a suit, Ronnie. Uh, That's they, well, they, they. They made me. They didn't make me. I wanted to look good, so right. I got a suit. I felt like I was going to. I, I don't know. It's just the whole thing is upset. No, I
2: understand. You don't want to go out like when Big J did Fallon show. He basically just walked. It looked like yeah, he woke jorts. up. Yeah. It looked like he slept in those clothes and just walked out there and then starts bringing up the Eagles in front of a New York crowd. I'm like, get him back. And he said he was on the side of the dog killer. Look, will... he's leaning. He's so casual he's got two t-shirts that he's on. leaning. And he's got the gloves going. <laughs>
12: I will say the one the one other thing I was hoping for help on was my hair, like with those places. They yeah. can put that thickener in, they make it look nice. And uh I won't say it it was this show. Uh, <laughs> but there was a Swedish uh girl band with four hot Swedish chicks yeah. and uh the hairdresser guy was like all about just making them look fabulous,
2: taking care of them. And then yeah. I was
12: like, "Hey, uh, what about this?" He's like, "Oh, you're fine. You look I was like hey, great." I look like and then he just put gel and like just scraped down the front of my head, so I just looked <laughs> like a serial killer. And uh, so I'm almost glad that I didn't. Go oh, on. I'm, gl- I'm happy now. Now that I hear
2: this story, I'm relieved. <laughs> Um, but what is the hair thickener? Do you Mo, know, Molly, that they I don't can know. thicken your hair? <laughs> I have very I mean, thick hair. But see, women tend to know hair products where <laughs> yeah. men... Maybe Rogaine like, is Rogaine. I
10: no, know, I think,
12: think this is like a, <laughs> a men's uh, <laughs> TV trick, like uh, get real good hair. Or so- it's some, that like spray the little paint stuff, stuff, stuff they sprinkle in it. It's
10: hair thickening spray.
12: I don't think they use a spray. They use like a little, almost like particles Powder? of stuff in there. You have I've like, never heard of this. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, I just here. pulled back the curtain. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, they have like, the. you know how you have the big lights coming down. Yeah. You want to look here. Your... Well, I
2: know they spray paint some guys like Fez brought up, but yeah. I didn't know about the thickening.
12: Yeah, I think it's almost in like a little bottle and they kind of shake it in there. And uh, I was kind of amazed how good it looked. So I was like, all right, you I'm going to get hooked up. <laughs> I'm addicted. Look,
2: look, I don't mind getting bumped, but thick in my hair. Where'd you have going out to dinner later tonight? Well, that's
12: what Seinfeld said, that he would wait for The Tonight Show to get his hair cut. I guess they used to cut your hair for yeah. The Tonight Show.
2: Well, we did an unmasked one time, and the makeup person was there, and ended up cutting the hair of one of our kids in the hall of <laughs> guests. And the show started like 20 minutes late. <laughs>
12: Yeah, I mean, there's I'm not some... going to say
2: which one, Dave Foley.
12: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can do uh, wardrobe, too. Like, a Dad. lot of those shows, they're like, do you need a jacket or something? Yeah, I, I was do. Like, I even know that was an option. I'll take
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> I need a jacket, but don't open it. Do
12: they let sell you it keep later. it? <laughs> no. Oh. No, they'll stay close to you on that It's like, that like
2: the stuff. Friars Club, where they just make you put on a jacket. It's got an emblem on the side.
12: I want the old gong show host. But you,
2: uh, Hicks, you had to get one, right? Because you don't have a jacket?
12: They offered one, but
5: I just wore the the the, the one dot gave me, the leather jacket. So I was just wearing a leather jacket in there.
2: Yeah, I don't dinner. think you should be able, for a jacket required, I don't think a leather jacket should get you. in. <laughs> no. I think you should have to wear a suit jacket. I was surprised I got in with that, to tell you the truth.
10: Well, oh. they did not let
2: you in? No, they give you the zero mustel jacket. Oh. You know what I mean. You're wearing some seventy year old jacket in nice. high school. If you yeah. weren't in
10: dress code, they would just give you like a giant
2: polo shirt to wear. It's like the same thing. Uh, here's a weird thing. When I was a little kid, you still girls had to have their head covered in a Catholic church, mm. and if you didn't, the the nun or teacher would bobby pin. Uh, like a napkin <laughs> to their
8: head.
2: <laughs> and they would just, first of all, they would get fucking screamed at and just laced into, and then they'd get their hair grabbed real hard in a fucking thing. And I just remember thinking, oh, good, because I never would remember a hat. I was so happy, dudes. Like, the Lord doesn't mind looking down on a guy's head, but a woman's head is disgusting <laughs> to the Lord. Yeah, because
12: guys could never wear hats. That was the rule, right? Yeah, the guy can't wear a hat. In there, yeah. If you showed up to dinner, you couldn't wear, like, a hat. I wouldn't be able to deal with that. With the jacket, why, dude?
2: You're the only one of us that has really great hair. <laughs> and you fucking don't wash it and then cover it up with an old, shitty, Thurman Munson cap.
12: <laughs>
5: I just discovered two in one shampoo and conditioner. It's i have been washing more.
6: I need some of that hair paprika that they pour on. That Paul's telling. I'm us trying about. to find
12: out. Yeah, see if see if anybody knows. I think it's called like Real Good Hair. It's like a name for R G something.
10: It's like a... Is it super billion hair?
2: Yeah, that's it. Super billion hair. <laughs> Can I get some of that super billion hair? Because I'm going to have a super billion night tonight.
6: <laughs> Living like Tito's on the Rod of show. That's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled six times from, from 100% corn and is naturally gluten-free. Visit titosvodka.com for recipes, songs, and more. Handcrafted to be savored responsibly. Distilled and bottled by Fifth Generation Incorporated. Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol
2: by volume. Uh, here's Brian in Jersey. Buddies 11081.
9: One, one, oh,
2: Ah, oh, buddy, that's old school. old
9: school. Thanks, buddies. Babe. My wife and I both live like Tito, and it's amazing. Um, I started out as a salesman, and one day I saw a 70-year-old guy doing the exact same thing I was doing, and it scared the hell out of me. So I quit and went back to school and got a degree in my chosen field, which is uh, landscape architecture. And I now do, uh, landscape designs in the public sector which affords uh, health benefits for the family, so my wife can go out. Uh, she quit her job uh, as a speech pathologist. We rented an office that we couldn't afford, and now, five years later, she employs 11 people, and I work for the state.
2: Well, Couldn't I'm going to tell, tell you this, too, why that's an interesting job, and, and there's a real future in it. Did you see the Brooklyn utopia, what Brooklyn's going to look like? And yeah, the, they, well, they're going to landscape in the air. Like, the buildings are going to be landscaped. Because of the green, it's good for the environment, it's good for like heat thing. So you're gonna look out and there's gonna be like basically city parks, but 20, 30 stories in the sky, yeah.
9: Well, look at the High Line. It's it's a, a part of the High line. Of Repurposing, absolutely. Green walls, green roofs are huge.
2: Now, here's the thing about the High Line. They said that nothing grows there that wouldn't naturally be in that space. So, like, you walk by like weeds and brush, and you're like, "Oh, it's beautiful." But if that was in your backyard, <laughs> you'd be like furious. Like, out. I gotta pull this shit. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know why we do that with our yards. You know, because if you look at the High Line, it looks. So goddamn great when you're walking along there. It's very good, almost like for your soul. It's very calming. Mm-hmm. I think
5: those so types of the plants the- are like more. You, you're used to them. Yeah, their- why don't
2: you talk, not the landscaper? Why don't you explain <laughs> us to us Chris, instead of the expert?
9: One of the one of the largest uh, issues that was uh, brought up to us repeatedly was the uh, scourge of the lawn and how much uh, poison it takes to actually maintain a green space in front of your you know quarter acre lot. In the suburbs
2: is that right
9: yeah, absolutely, and uh, there 's a huge movement in certain circles to go to go natural and go green and go uh, you know native planting only uh, there 's all sorts of laws in different states uh, different states are different, obviously uh, I mean if you just
2: think there. of how much water and everything yeah. and fertilizer and chemical people will use to have a fake lawn it 's kind of and weird. It-
9: and it all seeps back into our groundwater for us all to enjoy equally. How about that for a sobering
0: thought?
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, the state came in and, and gave my parents like a whole new sewage system and all this stuff because uh, they're on the Chesapeake Bay. And apparently there's been so much chicken shit runoff that people that live close to the bay can get free stuff in terms of sewage and their wells and all that cuz they're worried about that stuff running into the wells and if you look in and and see like how much of the Chesapeake Bay which was this beautiful gorgeous bay that is now kind of dead where it doesn't have plants and fish and all but the indians lived off that for like a million years <laughs> they would just like walk around the bay and it was just feeding their family and I mean, there's no reason that couldn't still happen today. And I don't even know people who fish anymore. Like, it used to be like with my dad, he and all his friends would fish. And now you're like, how many people, you know, people deep sea fish, but you don't find people like freshwater fishing as much as you used to. No,
5: people in Connecticut freshwater fish a lot. I know some people they like that, lakes and stuff. Yeah, you know, and streams and whatnot.
2: Yeah, they'll do a little fly fishing.
10: Down south, I think too. There's there's some more freshwater fishing.
2: It's it's it, it's natural. It's the smartest thing in the world.
10: And a fresh caught fish is the best food.
2: Better than anything.
10: I think so. If you catch a fish, it's dead. Put it on the grill. It's like it what tastes better than that?
2: I know. That's the only way I ever ate fish too. When I was a kid. Never had
12: fish. We're gonna get back into that. now. Oh
2: yeah, you you have the weirdest eating habits in the world.
12: Never had an egg. No fish.
10: Never had an egg. Is Mike Kaplan here?
2: Yes. What time was he supposed to appear? He's at two o'clock. So did you just get in now? He's been here for a couple minutes. Well, you don't do that to people, Chris. I know. Can you hang out? Sure, sure. Can you know Mike Kaplan?
12: Uh, yeah. I think I met him uh, well, a couple months ago. Yeah. If
2: not, you'll meet him again. All right. Uh. Paul Morrissey is here, and I don't know, we're not doing plugs anymore, Fez.
6: Well, yeah, Paul Morrissey's here, and for tour dates and to listen to Paul's podcast, the Alley Oop Podcast, you go to paulhasawebsite.com and on Twitter at Paul Morrissey.
2: He's not reading the top part where we're plugging you on Letterman. <sighs> no, no need to watch we were that tonight. so excited for you. All right, we'll be right back with my caplan and Surround Fez show. Geez, he jumps around. Four uh, events you were at last night? Uh,
13: yeah, four events, man. What it were was they? like Parties at different places. The, um, Jenny McCarthy hosted a party at the Attic, this new place downtown. Um, and let me see. And then Wait, there was, so
2: hold on. Jenny McCarthy is throwing a party and then you leave to go to other events. You have
13: to. I don't understand. You cannot that. stay too long. To that. It Did looks, you? It yeah. looks bad to stay too long. I was about to yeah. you guys. I, I was about to do I could have You gone. must can all, You have to be in and out You do your how you're doing What's up How's it going And then you're out Basically. You hang for a little while. See, I
2: don't know I don't know that thing. My the reason why I ended up in a program is that I would go to a party and stay <laughs> and then when other people laughed I would yell pussy at them. <laughs> right. uh, and you, you brought d- Mike Kaplan in with you today, big, I did big for you mike.
0: Huge day for Mike Kaplan. Hello, thank you for having me on my huge day. Uh
2: yeah. you're doing Seth Myers tonight.
0: Uh yeah, first time on Seth Myers, very excited to do it. First time on Ron and Fez. very excited to be here. But w-
2: w- I would think that if I was doing my that late night show, I would like, no, I want to just stay chill the rest of the he's day. Cool, yeah, he's, he's cool, that's why He's cool. You're right, I gotta get out of here. Uh, <laughs> come back! I,
8: don't
13: I make him
0: nervous! <laughs> I made a big mistake. I didn't now, realize.
2: I don't want to put anything bad into your head. No, you can't. While Morrissey is here, he had booked late show with David Letterman. His dream, Oh, congratulations. since he was a child, bumped for Regis. Oh, so, that's, uh... But he sat through the whole show Waiting to go on, waiting to go on. So you, got, you got paid a good amount of money to watch
12: Regis. That's what everyone's. That's the first thing comedians say. Is you still get paid. You, what, what is, but, uh, Come on, isn't yeah. it your dream to sit on a couch
0: behind Regis? <laughs> like
12: behind a wall? I or? will say he did, if you watch tonight, uh, my CD will be on David Letterman. He was very nice about apologizing <laughs> and saying, uh, you know, we hate to do this to a young kid. He called me young kid, which is nice. Yeah. And... Uh, Said we'll get him back as soon as he can be Did back. Did they reschedule
13: so. you? Do they give you a date? Or they just say they'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get the first uh,
12: the first comedian date that's coming up. But they flew me in from LA and all that. So, oh really? Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, it was really. Uh, Am not gonna keep you up? Keep putting you up for so, a couple well, months until what it I happens? told Ronnie? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm taking up the fort right at the well, uh, hotel.
13: So, do you have to coordinate with Regis? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not.
12: We're
8: not, stay we're stay not in talking anymore.
2: Me, you know, you know, you'll be like, okay, you're booked. You're on the same show as Bill Murray. So no. You gotta watch out for whoever Dave loves. Right. There's certain people he loves and he loves Regis.
12: And but that was the thing is I I had the band after me, so I'm like there's no way. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm going to get bumped and that's when you get bumped. That's oh, happens <laughs> when you put that
0: You in know who you're act. on with tonight Mike? I believe it's uh Tony Shaloub and uh, Gerard Butler. I would be watching the show anyway. I
2: would be watching the show anyway, but now that you're there. I appreciate I'm it. I'm really stoked for it.
0: I I love uh I mean I, Tony Shaloub has been in so many wonderful
2: things. Well, so. he's fantastic. Absolutely. You know, if he's another guy like people think of one way or another, but if you just look at the work that he did like in Cohen Brothers movies, Unbelievable. Just... Phenomenal! He's a scene stealer. Bring that up if you run into it. We'll
0: so be. Like I, I got
2: a new buddy, and he loves you. He's crazy about you. Oh, that's, that's yeah. nice.
0: We're buddies. Thank you. I feel like
2: we're buddies Absolutely. now. Oh, yeah.
0: You can, you can learn Malcolm Gladwell's blink. You know, you meet somebody, you get I, a first impression, very, yeah. and, that's, and you're right. More often than not, you're
2: right. And you are right. We're buddies. Normally, uh, the people that I meet right away, that I, don't, I found out there's a common thread. Viet Cong. So, <laughs> i like, I don't trust this oh, this guy. is surprising! I'm actually from there as well. That's a uh,
0: big Viet Cong guy myself. But uh, so you read the blank uh, thing? Oh right? yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I looked at the cover, and that's yeah, that's, that's all you need to know. Yeah. To know. <laughs> I want to give credit. That's uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine said that when she first heard about that book, and
2: uh, she's not a
12: comedian though, so she's you
2: don't need fine. to give her credit. I, I like she, her. Yeah. <laughs> now that's the weird thing. Do you go first instincts like that?
12: Most of the time, yeah. yeah I'll give people a second chance because you know you can meet. Someone and it might be the wrong day or right. But, you know, you might catch them at the wrong time. Are they? Could yeah, but be, usually yeah.
13: Usually, first impressions are the true ones. It's important to trust your instincts. That's one of the things that I tell people to do. Trust their instincts. Trust your intuition. It's stronger you than on a you realize. you subconscious level. People put out energy, man, and you pick up on it without realizing even that you do it. If someone makes you uncomfortable, like dogs and cats do it automatically. If you bring someone in, if you have a pet and that pet likes that person, they're usually a good person. And if the cat or dog reacts negatively... Go with that. Man, if,
0: if I was a sociopath, I would work on like learning how to get cats and dogs to like me. Like the, the, yeah. the, like,
2: the <laughs> right. ultimate. And then
13: take them to people's homes. You
2: know what's right. really weird, though? If there's ever like one of those little tests online, are you a sociopath? I'll go over it real. Because no, I don't think a sociopath knows, right? <laughs> like, they're a they, sociopath. Yeah, they huh? think that I'm a good dude. Yeah, I just right. have to do what I got to do. <laughs> you got to know yeah. how
13: to pass the test, too.
2: You <laughs> yeah, figure <right>. it out. <laughs>
13: That's an interesting question, whether they know or not.
2: Don't you think? I
13: they Everybody, know they're crazy.
2: See, here's my thing. Everybody thinks they're the hero of their own movie. Everybody thinks mm-hmm. they're a the good guy. Yes. I honestly think Hitler was like, you know, I give and I give and I give. <laughs> and all I got is more work piling up. I, I read a, that line. I read.
0: Oh no, I think I think you're right. I, uh, and I'm a
2: Jew. It's fine. So uh,
0: I read uh, an advice column where a guy wrote in and he like was like, I think I am a sociopath. He's like, I don't want to hurt people, but I just care about myself and not other people. Yeah. And he's like, whenever I date women, I'll like they'll fall in love with me. I'm charming. It'll be wonderful. And, like in a few months, like I don't promise them anything, but they just expect that they're like we're going we're heading forward. And then after yeah. a few months, I'm like goodbye. Like so, like he was like, what do I? Is that an okay thing to do? Am I doing the right thing? Am I an ethical person? Like. He's like, yeah. he wanted to be a good person, but also he's like, I just don't have the skills or knowledge to know. Like, So he seemed to ha- be aware that he's like, I don't really ca- I care about myself and not others. Right. But he was like a decent dude, it seemed. Maybe
2: he was a libertarian.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah me, a- me, 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 me. Yeah.
2: Everybody's been in that position where someone says to them, so what does this mean? And you're like, what? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I have to explain myself now.
0: When did we cross into <laughs> meaning? Meaning? Everything that happened up till now happened,
12: and uh, the future is uh, later. Well, there's also that thing of like you'll have a friend that talks to one of your other friends, and they'll be like, Oh, I didn't like that. He didn't, he seemed like a jerk, and he's like, Well, you're a dick, like, you, yeah. don't, you don't recognize who you are either. Right. So, if it's somebody really like kind of over the top that can put people on,
2: I've done that too. Like, uh, I'll know two. People from different places. And I'm like, these two guys would hit it off great. And then they don't. Because they're the same dick, yeah. and, dick and jerk. Well, <laughs> a lot of times I think it happens... Uh, with Jewish guys because you're like, oh, wait till my agent meets my accountant and then my manager meets. <laughs> and you think, but they're so competitive. Because every each Jewish other. guy
13: has those things. Yeah. But we all have, them- <laughs> we're born with an accountant and, yeah. a, and a lawyer. And but all- <laughs> the, the Jewish
2: guys are always like, I'm here to take care of these Gentiles. You know, and you're like, what? What does that? These guys are so much
0: alike. And you're like, quit horning in. And they're like, what are you saying about horns? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's a-
2: but is it a, is it competitive growing up Jewish? Uh, you
0: know, I didn't really feel I like, wasn't Jewish till recently. Yeah, no. I just yeah, yeah just became it for show business. And no, uh, <laughs> uh, growing up, I was an only child, so like, I didn't have like competition within the home. Uh, and I went to like a very small school where every it was very coll- uh, collaborative and cooperative. Like there weren't even grades given uh, right. up until I moved to like a new town and like a regular uh, public school in like eighth grade and high school. And at that point, I by that point, I was already like this. Eh, how do I, I don't know how to do anything, but uh, <laughs> like, every, I thought everybody was just friendly. Can we just be friendly? No, not, no, people aren't friendly. Oh, well, I guess I'll. Uh, uh, so, I didn't, I mean, I grew up sort of uh, fine until eighth grade, and then I didn't have the skills to like meet people and learn how to adapt and immediately uh, when I got into high school. So, I sort of kept to myself a lot. Like, there were people who were right. friendly, but I was like, it's a trap. And uh, and then there were a few people that were mean, and I'm like, that's probably everybody. I was just afraid. Yeah. Uh, but then I had the summer camp that i went to ever since i was 11 and then i learned that was sort of like where all the out, outcasts and misfits and exiles and you know like hippie like crunchy artsy kids right. like all these kids who are like oh, nobody likes me in my school was like hey that's what i'm like you know <laughs> and so i had that and that then yeah. learned how to you know become a human and h- interact with people and be less introverted and then i sort of brought that into uh my life like into college and then beyond and then eventually you know turned it on too much and i'm like hey everybody isn't it great and everybody's like no not everything's great i'm like oh i guess i'll keep it to myself then
13: <laughs> but isn't isn't it interesting that you can have a background like that and wind up in comedy, where and, you, where you you start off so shy and restricted and closed with a like a, a not a great outlook on how other people treat you, right? And then wind up in a in a business where you're on stage where you're the center of attention, and, and every laugh. night
2: you risk that.
0: Rejection. Well, that's the thing. Is I say this sometimes on stage, and I say it sometimes on uh, radio shows, and uh, and here's one of those. One, this is one of those times uh, that when people people often say like, "Isn't that scary getting up on stage every night? You know, what's isn't it horrifying? Like, and I'm like, well, what's the worst thing that happens is tonight a, a room full of people hates me? You know, that's and then they, I never see them again. Whereas high school, I felt like it was a building full of people that hated yeah. me every day. The same the people same It was people, like, like "Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. It'll be the same thing. Like being on a Constant cruise hatred. Hatred. Exactly, ship. a cruise ship. Yeah." Like, like, the, in the rest of life, if you can escape, then do it. You know, then yeah. I, I'm not going to come back to this club. and Or if even if I do, like, you know, at a club, you go six shows. One of them is full of horrible people that you hate, and the fi- five of them are great. They're like, well, I hope those five people, those five, you know, that group the never, comes audience to, yeah. never
13: comes back again,
0: right?
2: Yeah. I wonder if anyone really likes the school, like, that school experience, you know? Because well, you find out even popular kids were very... You know, they felt like, oh, I have to do this and that to stay popular. It's it's stressful for all kids.
13: It's cliquish. I always say, if high school was the best time of your life, you should probably kill yourself because yeah. people, a lot of kids. I, I don't know do. that anybody not fit while in you're in, in high, high school. No, no, what? Real, kids? Seriously, they, they they get, they get out of the there. Front there.
2: Page of the yearbook. <laughs> yeah, That's <laughs> always the dead kid gets their picture on the front page. I remember being so jealous. I wish that was my. You're jealous of the
0: dead kid. That's. I mean. I understand people who feel like that people want to leave like a legacy be like ah they'll remember me but I'd rather I'd rather remember
12: myself while I'm alive you know uh, I'm happy to continue to be and everyone's so insecure too it seems like nobody only you're insecure sorry man (laughs) well well, even the comedy thing like I would never like I hear about kids they're like I did a performance in front of my classmates I was like those are all the people that I pick on from the back of the room like I don't want to entertain those you were the back of the room kid of course yeah. yeah and then my dad was a teacher so I don't want to be a troublemaker or, or you know, be too, like, I think the class clown thing, I don't know about you. Yeah, but, were you always in trouble? No, never Uh-oh. in trouble. You were just the whispering thing. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, always in yeah. trouble. I'm, I'm the, I'm the, uh, just insulting people from so I, sneak wait. attack, yeah.
8: Right. <laughs> Ron,
2: were you
13: ever in trouble in school? <laughs>
2: I was, I, I had troubled. Youth. Yeah, I was
12: <laughs> always
13: in trouble, yeah. But
2: I, I literally was, I used to run out of school in a kindergarten, and I would leave school in 12th grade, It was just like, not... Oh, Let's really? get out of here. Let's oh, yeah. oh, do something That's else. That's got to
13: go on your permanent record, man. But you got to be I, careful. I a, You'll get a JD card. Yeah, for that.
2: I have a permanent record that doesn't work anywhere outside of radio. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I, I remember this in first grade of wondering when this lady would shut up and let someone else talk. It just seemed obscene to me there's 30 of us here and every day it's about her you know just, it was driving me nuts as a little kid give
0: of, and take a nerve of her yeah, to take but, all that attention did you raise your hand and ask be like miss
2: uh, when uh, when will it be my turn all my teachers were elderly all my teachers were the that's oldest that's because six years women. old so everybody <laughs> looks elderly no but i mean like they would yeah. retire the year
13: after oh, i really? left oh, yeah. but that's probably yeah. just because of you that was the common denominator them. there they started out young and yeah. you aged them, i can't right? take it anymore you you were a trouble kid it I had to bring a note from my mother every day. She had yeah. a sign about my conduct. I, I would just do, I was an instigator. I would assign noises to each row. And when I would make a signal, each row would start, one row oh, would start wow. tapping. The next row would start with their foot. The next row would start making another noise. And after, like all five rows would be making noise. And, and the teacher would wonder how that started. But I would always, you and I like, would get caught. You should but be a you conductor. you like Todd
2: Rundgren. Yeah, you should have been producing. Yeah,
13: I people. got thrown out of graduation. I, put, I, I brought little plastic <laughs> spiders. I was playing the timpani drums in those days and I bought little plastic spiders and I put them on the drum so when I hit the drum the spiders would fly up in the air on top of the girls who played the violin oh, that's and fun. they'd be screaming that spiders were falling on them and I got thrown out of graduation. It's I just think it's amazing like you had a violin a, in your school. In my school. That yeah. they, had, they had people who played the violin. Sounds Somebody like you went to Rushmore. This guy is doing everything.
6: Mike Kaplan's in studio <laughs> with us uh, with Jeffrey Gurian from Comedy Matters TV. Mike's going to be on the late night with Seth myers tonight 12 35 a.m on mbc and you can get mike's album small dork and handsome that's available now on itunes netflix and amazon.com and paul morrissey's with us he's got tour dates and his podcast the alley oop podcast at paul has a and he will not be appearing on david letterman tonight yeah. <laughs> probably for the best because you're gonna go tell everybody all
13: the things he's that you're traveling with about them, <laughs> you're traveling with regis you know, yeah right? yeah oh, did regis God. say anything to you
12: no, we weren't on the same. I was with the band, the uh, the uh, first aid kit, the Swedish girls. Mm. I was next door to them. And Janelle Monet. Monet, oh, I love her. Ah. Yeah, I asked her to switch jackets with me. She had, like, some crazy striped jacket.
13: Did she? Nope. Yeah. Mm. Or haircuts. I was going to say, she's got great hair. Yeah.
2: Well, she's gorgeous. She's like girl Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. She looks like... Isn't little... that Michael Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, in a way it is. <laughs>
13: She looks like little Michael Jackson before all the trouble hit. Oh, sure. You know what was interesting when you said before that you envied the dead kid? Have you ever found yourself envying somebody? Like, like I read in the paper that some guy has like a fatal illness, but they discover a drug that helped the guy. And I'm like, wow, what a lucky guy. And you end up envying someone who's like in a terrible situation because something good happened. You say, wow, that's such good luck that happened to you? No. no. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, you know, I, I, I remember even, like, the kid funeral, because the kid died, and seeing how packed out it was, and I'm like this. And girls crying. Yeah. I'm like, this lucky bastard. Lucky, right. Exactly. He's
0: That's got it I mean, all. Yeah. If he had faked his own death and, like, Tom sawyer did it, you yeah. know, was watching, yeah. man, he'd be happy.
2: And, yeah, he wasn't even all that liked, but, you know. But he got a lot of attention. Sure. Well, hang yourself off the uh, swing that went over the creek, and yeah,
8: people are going to pay attention. attention <laughs> have you, guys, yeah. have
0: you guys seen that movie? Uh, I think it's about a kid who died in high school by uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite directed with Robin Williams. Uh, I think, like, the world's dad. greatest dad. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, well. Anyway, that's a good movie. Everybody. Town, was no,
2: well, he was in here the other day. Right. I think Bobcat. Is about the best independent director he's amazing. out there. He's phenomenal. And I honestly think if his name wasn't Bobcat Goldthwaite, everybody'd be talking <laughs> about this phenomenally interesting guy. But every film that he does is like really, really clever, yeah, yeah. different from the one before. Uh, he's doing. Uh, a documentary on, on Barry Cremens, yeah. who started the whole kind of Boston.
13: Hey, that's where I started it as well. So is that was, right? He was like a that's legend. That's where I met yeah. Mike. He was, uh, I was a judge for the Boston Comedy Festival. And yeah. he was, uh, you won, didn't you? I, I you won the, the New York
0: one, and I was in the finals in the Boston one. Uh, you know, comedy is very subjective. Art doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to compete. <laughs> but he, compete, really, but, uh, he, yeah, I he did.
13: stood out that night, and I voted for him, so I was proud You of did that. vote I for did him? I did vote for him. I thought he was really good. And I think Jeffrey is really good. <laughs> I <It laughs> think Jeffrey like a really scam. knows his. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> like, you gotta plan this and split hey, Jeffrey, the. Winnings. Thanks for inviting me to come in here anyway. That's <laughs> the the, the I only people that I hate. Right? <laughs>
12: <laughs> well, I talked to uh, Barry. He he got to open for Warren Zevon, like as a comedian.
2: I almost did too.
12: Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that would be me too. Every, everybody gets to. <laughs> yeah. You didn't? You haven't done that,
2: Paul? <laughs> no, I I actually was the Paul Morrissey of that thing of oh, yeah. last minute. I found out ah, I couldn't do it. But uh, so go ahead. You were telling well, a great that story.
12: That was the other. The thing was, you get to pick your music for Letterman to get the, oh, yeah. you know, for Paul Schaefer and the yeah. band to play. So that's one of the things was I was going to throw to you, what song I should pick. And the one that I was picking for last night was Lawyers, Guns, and Money. It's a great song. Because it's got to be good, like, the first eight seconds right. and really get you into it, but then be something cool that, like, the band will be able to play too, Right.
2: And by the way, Zvon, Letterman loves Zvon, of course, so that yeah. would put him in a good mood. Right. So well, what just, would you pick? I would pick Laura's Guns and Money is oh, what yeah. I would pick. No, um, <laughs> try to get on before him, man. Take it away. <laughs> I would probably just pick Feelings. Feelings, just come out to that. And just kind of sway. In the I didn't know. I always thought that like Paul had like a clever thing. Yeah, but no, he
0: did. Letterman. Uh, Letterman's the only show where they explicitly say, "What song do you want to come out to?" Yeah. I remember the first time I did Letterman, I was trying to pick, figure out the song, and I was backstage at a show with... Uh, Todd Barry was there, and yeah. he's, done, he's been on Letterman a number of times, and so I said, Todd, what did, what did you walk out to on Letterman? And he was like, oh, I can't remember all, <laughs> all seven things that I walked out to. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> Doing Letterman seven times, Mike.
13: You mean they ask you the night you get there? They don't ask you No, no, they the do that week. it before. The, yeah. Yeah, oh, like, that week,
12: oh. So I was like going back and forth. You could be cutesy and do like a Morrissey song, right. or do something cool like the uh John Tesh NBA on NBC oh, theme that would be like, great dun, dun, yeah dun, dun. <laughs> so I was just trying to see how w- way out you could go but that's fun what'd you pick
0: uh I had I think last time I did Surrender uh is that Cheap uh, Trick? Cheap trick. and uh, I did a They Might Be Giants song once. Uh, oh, okay. love that. It was, it was real cool. And then a cake song. Uh,
2: I think it's interesting that you wanted to come out to different music instead of going for that Don Rickles thing of there's that yeah. theme, so that's that's <laughs> Don. Because mm-hmm. remember, uh, Bob Hope used to have a theme song. He used to come out to Thanks to the Memory. I but, thought it was Jump Around. But,
8: no, you're the only <laughs> guy. You come
2: in, and he goes like this. Please play Jump Around when I come in, because I like to jump around. I've got a different (laughs)
13: So I thought it was Bob Hope's song. That's why I took that song.
2: How many, four events you were at last night? Four events. And you only stay for minutes at a time. A minutes and Jump time. Around
0: plays whenever he walks in the door yeah, at each of those you events.
2: You just hear that. In the- he actually <laughs> said, it's perfect for me because I jump around so much in so many places. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great Jeffrey impression. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I think that everyone has to do Jeffrey very, very quickly and, and say him because it looks like it's a comfortable thing to do. Really? Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a comfortable man. Yeah, he is. And I jump around. You do jump around. So what other events did you go to last night? I went to. Uh, a
13: well, how was the party Jenny
12: McCarthy one, by the way? It, it was, was cool. It, w- it was yeah. really packed. Okay. It was
13: fun. I ran into some fun people that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was it was great, you know. Um, I went to one before that, actually. I'm trying to remember. You know, that's the problem. If I don't write them down, I don't remember where I went. But there were, and then there he was. Lives in the moment. He does. And then there were two events later. Let well, Jenny McCarthy. Oh, the first one oh. <laughs> was a birthday party for <laughs> Prince Lorenzo. <laughs> Prince Lorenzo Borghese and as <laughs> and, and, and Provocateur. And then I went to the Jenny McCarthy. Right, right. And, then you, Jenny and you McCarthy. were supposed to go, Paul?
12: I was going to go because on the opposite of that, when I did Craig Ferguson, I got called like 12:30 that day to get there at 3 because Jenny McCarthy hurt her back and fell down the stairs. Wow. And Helpful. I, and I yeah, and I thanked her on Twitter <laughs> oh, and then should? she said, "Oh, glad it worked out for you. My <laughs> back is still <laughs> fucked up." <laughs> so she invited me to that thing last night. Oh, but, that's yeah.
2: that's great. She's your uh, Gina Gershon like in that uh what was that movie? Showgirls. Showgirls. Showgirls oh, where right. <laughs> they push Gina
12: Gershon
0: her. down the steps. <laughs> She's your Nancy kerrigan yeah
2: oh. <laughs> I didn't she would have won, yeah. won it all. And then you did two more and what were they? Yeah, that?
13: well Jenny was there with Donnie Wahlberg. They, mm. they 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 didn't get up and dance when I was, I didn't see they just sat on the couch. You know that thing when you are in the VIP room and nothing's going on? Right. <laughs> like you can't wait your whole life you wait to get in the <laughs> VIP room and then you get there and you can't wait to get out. Right. You're just standing there staring at people. That's what it was like. It was a small area that was roped off, and she was there with Donny Wahlberg, and he wore a hat, like a fedora, and they just were talking to each other. And then the whole party was going on around them, you know? And so, so I came from Provocateur. I stayed a little too long because I wanted to see Lorenzo, and this guy Charles Ferry was doing the party. He's a big promoter in New York. And then I did that, and then I went to a place called the Stellan on the west side, and there was two parties there, one for a publicist, um, which was really fun. And it was produced by this rapper Papoose. And I love that name for a rapper. Yeah. And then Native American? and then my friend Lola Bastinaro <laughs> has this very sexy kind of party
2: i think his dj is sacajawea so. <laughs> yeah,
13: exactly right. so it was a fun night
2: not since rona barrett has anyone gotten around to these kind of parties <laughs> it's like a woody allen movie yes yeah, okay. way yeah it's, it's way old school but you just go there
13: air kisses and then you're out again lots yeah numbers exchanging information and just you know what's up how's it going and what's happening this weekend and it's so much a part of my life and, and it's noisy and loud and I'm comfortable en- there do you enjoy it? I love it absolutely we, love we it stop yeah. we stop at a
12: lanes and then stop at
13: yeah. even though it's closed studio 54 <laughs> yeah. Place, yeah. did you go to 54 back in the day? I actually tried to get Steve Rubell to do a thing. I was doing a, a thing uh, called Prominent Businessmen Who Wear Swim Fins to the Office. Okay, that should have been I was, big. I was interviewing a lot of <laughs> prominent men who explained why it was important to them to wear swim fins in their line of work, and I wanted to do it at Studio 54. So I was married at the time, living in Scarsdale, and my wife gets a call one day. She goes, uh, Steve Rubell is on the phone. Do you want to take it? And I like went crazy. Uh, but he didn't want to do that. He d- he didn't want to shoot it there. He said it would be too too hard to shoot to give everyone swim fins. But didn't I used that to guy go. Just got out of jail. One by, of those guys. Me? Steve Rubell uh, passed no, away. No, the guy. Uh, oh, Ian the guy that, he just got out of life. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Ian Schrager.
2: Yeah, he's the hotelier. Uh, yeah,
13: he's uh, he. Is he that a word, hotelier? All,
2: I think it is. Yeah. He does all these really great small hotels now.
13: Boutique hotels. Yeah. Yeah, but Studio was amazing. They do a show here on Studio 54. I got invited. As I came up here today, they invited me on that show from Studio 54. To talk about the old days? To Jeffrey, talk about that one yeah. Swimfin story.
0: <laughs> you're like a professional invitee. That's, he is. I guess, so. I guess so, yeah. What do you do for a living? I get invited places. I get places. invited to places. I get invited places. And I mention things yeah, to people. I'm an invitee and a mentioner. I mention.
2: He eats very small meals of just like little cheese cubes that
13: are going by. <laughs> you should write
0: a book of the... Like and then the, I mention it to people. Right? The party invitees diet. By the do way, you eat every
13: place? Well, not every place serves, but right. I, I grab a couple of things if they have hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, I do that. I like a little hors d'oeuvres for myself. Yeah. <laughs> a little hors d'oeuvres.
2: Oh, this is nice. This is fun. I go from place Wait, to place. Wait, isn't that the prince?
13: <laughs> What's the prince's name? Lorenzo Borghese. Uh. Yeah, he had a TV show for a while and um, well, Prince doesn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. If you're a Prince without a, a TV show. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and none of this, no amount of, you can show up in some rich person's house, none of that stuff throws you. You don't feel like, I don't belong here. No, be no, I'm used to
13: that. That's what I do. That's what, Yeah, I've been doing that for such a long time. You know, there's lists. you got to be on lists, and it's the whole thing. I do the
12: opposite. Know? In L.A., I play basketball at famous people's houses.
13: That's my in. Most to, com- you never yeah. see comics at these kind of events, though, that I go yeah. to. Comics don't like that world.
12: Yeah. So.
2: Everybody, they took the old tennis court, made it into a basketball. Yeah, because you court. know,
12: like Gary Shanling has that big game. Yeah. I haven't been invited to that, but the guy who created Matlock, I played. Okay, <laughs> you're <Yeah>, at
8: Matlock's house. <laughs> so not Gary Shanling, but the Matlock. Perry Lock. Mason. Yeah, <laughs> but are you like? Kojak?
2: Yeah. But are you always like? Could somebody get me in the Shanling's uh, thing?
12: I, once in a while, I'll, 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 I never really ask, but um. But that does ruin your street cred when you, uh, when you play at the, the Well, you're playing at the guy who who created Perry Mason's house. It doesn't give you the street cred for basketball anymore.
2: But see, here's the thing: <laughs> Would you, you know, want to slap the ball back in Gary Shanling's face, or would you feel like, you know, I'm a big fan. I love his work.
12: Yeah, it's a like, tough yeah. one. I remember like Adam Sandler. They they rented this gym, and there's a comedian that we all know. Um, that took a swipe like near his face. And it's supposedly the only only, uh, time that Sandler's just like, if you do that again, I'll punch you in the fucking face. That's like the only bad Adam Sandler story you'll Uh,
2: hear. Write write the name down.
12: Write it down? Okay.
2: Hold on, I got... (laughs) Toadie Fields. Oh, that's awful. That's awful. Was that before she lost her leg or after? (laughs) So Um, you played with Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Can he play?
12: yeah those guys I mean they play I think he's one of those guys like clooney they they get a basketball court like at every set. it's right. like in their contract, but we we play along this the worst uh thing that ruins my street cred was we play at this basketball court in West Hollywood, and they had to cancel our game because Elton John was doing his uh Oscar party there <laughs> oh yeah, so you can, <laughs> you don't have a lot of street cred when they're still uh Still glitter from uh, Elton's party. Well, Elton on your takes,
2: court. yeah, Elton takes the court,
12: takes where you it, especially West Hollywood. It. He runs the sure. place. Yeah. he's a knight, right? Yeah, or a Prince. He, he might, might be it. something. Is he Sir, is he sir, sir? El- I sir Elton? I
8: think uh, I'm I'm Maybe sure. I'm making that sir
12: up. Elton. I mean, no, I Elton. think, I think that yeah. you're
2: right. I think that he's probably a he's knight. He's a Sir. Yeah, but do they call them knights or they?
13: Just... Only on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He's not on Game of Thrones. There's a. I'd go everywhere with a sword. <laughs> yeah, right, a exactly, but
2: we get, we got nothing to compare in this country to like knighthood. I
0: think. We, I mean, we have it's no, just celebrity. New. It's like mindless we're celebrity. Two hundred years old. Yeah. What are we going to do? If you're no an MC nights.
2: or a DJ, <laughs> an Esquire, DJ. I, this is a very weird thing, and I'm going to bring it up to you guys, because I feel like you know the so- social norms. So I'm walking out of here yesterday, and only when because you brought up DJ reminded me of it. So I'm walking down Fifth Avenue, I'm heading home, and I see DJ Who Kid, who, uh, he's the DJ for uh, 50 Cent, and he has a show here. And we see each other on the street, and then because of that, we're like, hey, and give each other a big hug. Right. But we're person. about two hundred yards away from here, where sometimes we don't even say hello in the hall. I, th- I think that makes
0: complete sense because it's out of it's out of context. Yes. Like, yeah. you uh-huh. know, obviously the farther you are from here, the more right. Like if you were both on the moon or in Asia, <laughs> like you know, in if you, the farther you are from like America, if you right. see another American, you'll be like, oh, hey, yes. great, we can right. we can, we share a common experience. Yeah. like but yeah, in this situation, like you didn't realize like your brains were like we're not at work. Yeah. even though work is like you know over my shoulder, and
2: even though. Like, like the second during the embrace, I'm thinking this is really odd, because we see each other every day and we never and embrace. you never hug. Yeah. What a yeah, coincidence. Exactly. <laughs> and it, and it what, interesting what are you doing to be present here? for that like you're thinking
13: of it while it's happening. Well, he was like, actually saying, weird. I
2: was just at the dentist, <laughs> I got this tooth he's pointing into his mouth this is stuff that we don't talk, talk about, about at now. work. yeah, it's very odd.
12: I mean, uh, I guess it's the distance that makes it a. But two
2: hundred. I mean, I mean, if I saw him at front. <laughs> yeah. Do you want us to tell you we did? We, you yeah. did
12: the, You did the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You made a big mistake. I,
2: I'm now wondering. We shouldn't what, be hugging. <laughs> How far away do you, you have get, to be? Yeah.
12: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great social experiment. Yeah. Well, it's even with chicks. Like, I think if if like you went on a, like a let's say like an exchange student trip with like a girl from your college and right. you went to Mexico, you got a great shot at hooking up with her because sure. you know each other and you're far away. So I wonder what the... Uh, I think you got a great shot at hooking up with this DJ. If
2: you <laughs> <have>. I <laughs> feel <laughs> like it could happen. Near work hug. Well, I, I got side tit you're as in. it was from him. Um But yeah, I think it's true though, no matter what happens, the the just being in that Proximity. You know, it's like when a guy gets a maid. Like Schwarzenegger, everyone's like, how could he do that? And you're like, because she's there Damn every boy. day. Doesn't yeah. matter. After a while, yeah, you're just like... Yeah, but she's supposed
13: to look good, though.
2: Yeah, but he yeah, doesn't care. He doesn't he's, care. Right? He's in his robe, and she's vacuuming. He and can close his eyes. His yeah, it's so here, right. erotic, you know? <laughs> it's because it's it's forbidden. It's not it's, supposed to happen. It's right. desirable. It's forbidden. The mm-hmm. taboo. Verboten. It's taboo. Mm-hmm.
12: Yeah, guys never bang their nannies or maids. Yeah, never it doesn't
2: happens. happen. <laughs> it never goes down that way. How about Re- people who really? send <laughs> a hug to someone else?
13: Right? How about people who send a hug? Like you said, when you see so-and-so, give him a hug for me. What gives you the right to do that? <laughs> <laughs> And how far can you take that? And maybe we could just
2: walk up to Angelina Jolie and say, yeah. "Oh, my friend said I should kiss yeah, you when this, I see this, this yeah.
13: is from this is from him. Not my idea." Yeah, this Master is for George Clooney. Clooney right. Several exactly. degrees
12: removed. Right. Like it, it right. went through Kevin Bacon and here it is. <laughs> I feel like a lot of that happened at your parties last night. <laughs> <laughs>
13: yeah, right, right. You have parties tonight. Send party. Uh, yes, I do. As a matter of but you know what? Tonight is uh, is actually the first show of the new season of Gotham Comedy Live, and Bobcat is uh, is hosting it. Thank you for reminding me. So I'm probably going to go there and then do the parties before and after, because I don't want to miss that. Yeah, you, love, be a that. Good show, that you love that season. show. That first season. Well, it's the new yeah. season. If you Uh, watch Last Comic
6: Standing, I'll be live chatting tonight on the iBang. Ah. You can do it all in comedy tonight, Jeffrey. How does one live chat, Fez? Um, You go to the bang, We got the page up there for Last Comic Standing. The 28 semifinalists are set. And tonight's mentors, Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes.
2: But is it all small talk in that chat place? Like, hi, how are you? What do you do for a living? No, it's all
6: jokes trying to keep up with the comics.
2: Oh, I see.
6: Yeah. All right. So that's happening tonight
13: on the iBang. Cool. I've never internet chatted. I have not either. You don't have to. Do you? I send tweet? text messages. You I, can you tweet. I tweet. Yeah, do yeah. And I do not as often as I'm I at should. I a party
2: with the prince.
8: <laughs> oh, that, I, that I never
13: do. I always forget to do that. To do it like while you're there in a place. No, you never I don't do, do that. the selfies.
8: You no, always I don't ask like someone selfies. Else. It's yeah, bad form. It's bad yeah. form. Right. Waist up. Is that what? a is that a droid,
0: run? <laughs> yes. I yes. also I also have a droid. Um, Mine still has a keyboard. I we love should
2: Droid have. 4? Yes. <laughs> Is it a Droid Four? I've got a Droid Four. That's what I wanted, and yeah. I
13: wound up with a stinking iPhone. Oh yeah, you were furious <laughs> with your phone. For it was so ridiculous. Long. It had. It did everything but make a call. Yeah. It was it was out of control it was horrible and i had so many, and then i returned it and they sent me one that was worse i had a list of 15 problems so it then i got horrible. stuck with an iphone I, yeah. well,
2: I, did, f- I did everything but make a call <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny
0: 15 problems that's way fewer than Jay-Z. i had though. a list of
13: 50, 99 problems yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait. and all of them are my drawers yeah <laughs> every single problem has to deal with yeah. this. one was my life a was revolving around my phone you should be able to have a day where you're not thinking about your phone
2: Does any technology ever work, though? Everything that I own.
0: Yeah, this isn't going out anywhere, right? Nobody's listening. It's impossible. None of this machinery. (laughs) We're doing this for ourselves.
2: Every day I get bitched up for people who say that the app isn't working correctly or what's the on-demand doesn't go forward and backwards. It drives people nuts. Everything is insane. Think positive, everyone. You seem like you've got it together.
0: I have a... Are you okay? I I think so far so good.
2: You got a beautiful uh, girlfriend that you're here with. You're taking her over. You're doing late night TV. You're on top of the world. Yeah, way better than Paul. You know everything's great. Uh, I think we're one uh,
12: question (laughs) away from really delving into it, though. Yeah, Yeah, you He almost cracked just on that. I I think I'm okay. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, I mean, I just I don't want to say that I'm the best because at any moment it could all be taken away from me. Obviously,
2: when I went to the bathroom, I felt a lump. So
0: (laughs) I stepped on a piece of glass the other day. I could have tetanus. Who knows? Isn't
2: that funny though? How one problem. come up like that like a lump would make you forget about being bumped in a heartbeat (laughs) like we're going to get you back on I don't care (laughs) lump is more important than bump it's all
13: about perspective Everything is about perspective.
6: Mike Kaplan's here with us. He's appearing on Late Night with Seth Meyers tonight on NBC. His album Small Dork and Handsome that's available on iTunes, Netflix, and Amazon.com. Paul Morrissey is here. He's going to be mentioned at the end of la- on the Late Show with <laughs> oh, David say. Letterman tonight on CBS. Say. That
12: is is rubbing salt in the wound.
0: That that happened to me once when I did uh, one of the times I did uh, Craig Ferguson. I think I got bumped. I was uh, I think I taped it in advance though, so like yeah. we oh, knew right. the day that I w- that I was there. They were like, "It's not going to be on today. We're going to tape it." But then at the end of the show, he brought me out and said, "Here's Mike Kaplan, He was going to be here, but he's not." You know, yeah. so so I got to be on for like thirty seconds. Oh, really? And yeah, he like asked me a question. I said something, and then they showed the the actual set like three weeks later.
12: Oh, okay. Because I one time I did it, and Chris Rock was doing Tire Banks next door. Yeah. And just decided to come in and wave, wouldn't ah. sit down. <laughs> And they told me we got to cut 30 seconds out of your set. Wow. And I was like if Chris Rock knew that, he would be really upset.
2: No, the that 30 seconds you have to figure out at that moment, where one it's one joke out. to
12: drop, yeah, and that's why I stopped because you know, like when you do these sets, they're, they're like, Oh, it's got to flow together oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And at that point, I'm like, I'm just doing my best jokes from now on because it clearly doesn't matter and it, all the stuff can change in a <laughs> yeah, second,
2: it doesn't matter, <laughs> nothing matters. But see, here's the weird thing about Comedy TV matters. audiences <laughs> they tend to applause break more than club audiences will, exactly, yeah, because instead of like laughing, they're just like, We, yeah understand, and you're doing well. Like, yeah. sometimes I, th- I feel like they, they're like, I'm so happy for this guy. Right, right. He's doing well. <laughs> Look at this guy on TV. Oh, I'm not on TV. I'm over here. Yeah. Damn
0: it. Oh, hey. Why don't they clap for me?
12: Yeah, and you only need the jokes to flow into each other if you're not getting the laugh to take you through. Like, if you talk sure. about something, you get the applause, and you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah, you know? they're not going to
0: be like, hey, we just clapped about
13: toilet brushes, and now <laughs>
0: this guy's talking about Chinese food. <laughs>
8: Where's your what? segue? Yeah, yeah come right. on, man. <laughs>
13: Give
8: us
2: something about Chinese for going into the toilet or something yeah. <laughs> I have to do
13: segways in four minutes and change <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's
2: something about does that we uh, that's the best thing is the uncomfortable segway but uh, you know who else yeah. do you
0: know yeah. I used to I, I worked at a summer camp for uh, performing and creative arts uh-huh. and like while I was there I was a music counselor I taught you know, like guitar lessons but then I also when I started doing stand-up would like have little stand-up workshops with you know kids 11 to 15 or 16 uh-huh. and like some of them were hilarious and like some of them like one kid the first year he's like 13 years old he was he had a joke about like orphans and then he had a joke about books and every in between every joke he like forced like the it was so fun he was just like so orphans that's my joke about orphans and now i guess you could write a book about orphans so books you know and then like from books into something else be like i once dropped a book on a you know canary so this joke about a canary now
2: just that would be like a great book to actually buy Awkward segues, just
13: the world's <laughs> worst awkward segues. Well, Jerry Seinfeld's first time on stage in 1975, he told me the story that uh, he was at Catch a Rising Star mm-hmm. and he didn't realize that you'd have to prepare. Elaine Boozler was the MC, and when he got on stage, he couldn't remember any of his jokes only the segways so he said my mother the beach driving and then he was so embarrassed he got off the stage and Elaine Boozler said here he is Jerry Seinfeld the master of segways and,
0: and those didn't and that was his first yeah.
13: experience they didn't
0: kick him into gear He's like the beach I don't remember what I say about it but I know no, it's something
13: just segways he said
2: that's the, all he could remember the beach should be funny some stuff yeah. I don't know you're wearing a bathing suit down there that's kind of funny I do guess. you guys why any, do people wear bathing suits <laughs> (laughs) All right, we're still trending from earlier today, and now they're using it seriously. The trend that we started that went number two worldwide, we didn't get number one. Congratulations. Was uh, World Cup My Balls. Ah, That's funny. Yeah. yeah, That's great. Yeah, it caught on big, but it's really fun when those things happen, and then you see other people try to figure out why. (laughs) Yeah. Why? Why? Not the fact That's that the radio audience just fucking testicular around.
12: Testicular cancer awareness—they don't know what's going on.
2: It's <laughs> great to be to have that power. That—that it's the power of trend. Yeah. Um, it's, Memes. It's probably the weakest superpower that any <laughs> hero could ever. Relax, I'll trend this. Trend man. Trend yeah.
13: man. Uh. I think
0: I, I think I had a, a tweet at one like a couple yeah. of weeks ago that like I started I just started a hashtag and then I got a a, a tweet from somebody that's like hey you were the first person to do this one and now some people care about it so <laughs> yeah. it's nice it makes you feel important like you know none of us are any more important or right. less important than it we're all human beings we're all here <laughs> and like somebody's like you know on the, the around the world people are like world cut my balls I don't <laughs> want, why like you're making people angry for, and they have no idea why but I you're, do I
2: love that fact that somebody got some let me see what's happening with the old (laughs) World Cup. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to Italy. You know, just uh, around the world they care about this. And we're the only country not freaked out right now. Mm-hmm. Like if you talk if you have any english friends, they're sick to their stomach <laughs> knowing this is happening.
12: Right. And we don't even know it starts today. What's happening? To it's
13: the you, you don't follow any sport Zero. whatsoever. No, I'm too busy jumping around. What's happening with the World Cup? The World
2: Cup, all the the nations, the football or soccer as we call it is the most popular sport in the world. Mm-hmm. They all get together for this. And then find out who's the best right. country, and that's so much better to me than you know. The New York Yankees aren't from New York, you know what I mean? But you know, when you look at England, those dudes are like, <laughs> "Play for us, man! We've got to be Greece."
12: <laughs> and then the winner plays the New York Rangers. We can just trick you, a Rangers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Uh, I don't believe it. I don't know. They the saved difference, themselves man. last night, but.
12: Well, actually, Dustin Brown is from uh, upstate New York, right? My, my, my hometown, all, yeah. So I'm rooting it, for him a little bit. And
2: all it takes is that again, yeah. that regional thing.
12: I'm not enough of a hockey fan to care yeah. usually, but yeah.
2: But I get the same way. I'm like, hey, wait, somebody's doing something from my area code. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> pulling for that guy. <laughs> Have you
0: always lived in this uh, this area? No,
2: I grew up outside of Philly, and I lived down in Florida for a long time, and because
0: that's the thing, I lived in Boston for many years. I went to school yeah. there, and I started comedy there, and I lived there for about twelve years and I find like the sports fans there and the sports fans here like they hate each other but they're the same people you know they they're exactly they, like, the same people will they should equally hate me you know like I'm on stage like I don't care about sports boo you know like <laughs> yeah. I'm from Boston boo I'm from New York boo like it's You're like right. I'm like you guys should be friends like <laughs> are you a big sports fan? Uh, yeah exactly a- I, I love sports <laughs> yeah. I, no, I like I like playing and being active I, I, yeah, you know, I, like, I like exercising I like I like watching
13: people do things
0: but I know that I know that people who do enjoy it like it fires like these mirror neurons in your head that you see people doing something you get excited as though you're doing it the same way people watch you live porn yeah
13: you live vicariously. you're like that
0: guy either. we're doing it and like I just I, I think if it's a positive thing if you love it it's a social event you get it together with your friends you have a great time but like some people it affects their life in a negative way and that's yeah. like I'm not telling them not to do it you can do whatever you want but it just seems like I wouldn't want like I know I just met a, a woman she said my husband will never go to he hates Boston he doesn't like to go <laughs> to the city of Boston because of the Red Sox I'm like you know they're not just like running the city they're not everywhere they're <laughs> yeah. not it's not not like
12: reds it is red sox
0: nation is just a fake thing that they made up it's uh, like boston has plenty of you can go
12: like see a show like there's some good comedy i think it's a little genetic though cuz i think me and ron are the same way like we're we have our hometown teams yeah and like, I'm not a loud, boisterous, like, Yankee right. fan, but it's like, I can't help from not, like, feeling good and bad when they win and lose. No, you, bet, you could help so it. So I bet can you, you, can you help it. You, it's, you it's scream tough.
13: out at events and you're at a sporting and event funny, you find yourself yelling out things. No, no,
12: I wouldn't. But I'm saying, like, it does affect me emotionally. Like, if, you know, the Giants are in the Super Bowl, you can say, oh, I'm not worried right. about it. But it's, there is that thing that's in here. But, but
2: that's all that thing, too. Like, when you're from an area and, like, when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and they're right. losing, I'm like, Everyone who I went to first grade with is depressed. All my aunts and uncles <laughs> are, are depressed. Like that, it's that connective thing that mm-hmm. makes you feel community, and it is false. But do Can you, I, cheer?
13: you cheer at games?
2: I'm not. I try not to, you know, live and die well, through enjoy that the sport. Like yeah. enjoy the positive. Yeah. Be yeah. The,
0: live it, but don't die it. You know, yeah. like if you if your team gets to the the finals or the right. the Super Bowl or the World Series, like be excited about that yeah. and be like, yeah, like if you find a penny heads up be like oh wow that's great luck but if it's if it's heads down be like oh i just found a penny you know that's fine like just if they're if they lose then be like oh they're not even my friends they're just still rich people
2: now see fez dumped his football team right. this year yeah. because do they know are they okay yeah they're gonna be all right because the rams drafted a gay guy yeah michael sam so now you're only a rams fan and now i I'm,
6: I'm all rams
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is, is Michael Sam on the Rams? Yeah. Yes. That is crazy. That's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm really late <laughs> on these jokes, but Michael Sam is gay and he's on the Rams. I, I understand. Well, the, the, the Buccaneers you have throw in a gay. <laughs> have a
2: joke. Just oh, to think of how many places. The Bears, the Browns,
12: Chargers. All, all the football teams are gay. That's it's, my
2: bad. <laughs> it's an incredibly gay sport. And he's it a really is. And, yeah.
13: yeah.
12: I mean, what's gayer than a Buccaneer, really? I mean, that... That there's, logo, even or the old school stadium,
0: <laughs> you know, like we're sitting in the ship, a pirate ship. <laughs> yeah. So I guess he's not even that big a deal, Michael Sam. Every football player's been gay all this time. Well, I
2: mean, it's the only sport where you can put your hands in between another man's legs and no one, you know, and be on TV. You know, <laughs> it's true. They don't they won't you do, do that it in, in prime time. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Fez? They won't
6: do it in a prime time drama. Too bad, huh? No. Too bad. Paul Morrissey's with us for tour dates and for his podcast, the Alley Oop Podcast. Paul has a website, .com, at Paul Morrissey on Twitter. Mike Kaplan's here. Watch him tonight on Late Night with Seth Meyers. And get his album, Small, Dork, and Handsome, available now on iTunes, Netflix, and Amazon.com. And Mike's podcast, hang out with me on the Keith and the Girl Network at keithandthegirl.com. And Jeffrey Gurian's here with us from Comedy Matters TV and the Gurion News Network on YouTube at Jeffrey Gurian.
2: Thank you guys for stopping in today, oh, man. thank you. Thanks it was really, really me. great. It was a pleasure. Uh, I like people who just roll. Just roll with it. I hate those people Yeah but <laughs> We'll gang up on them well, Letterman's
12: though. my dream But this is the other show That I definitely want to do Every time I'm here Ron. You can always you know do that.
2: this show <laughs>
12: Letterman's my dream But this is the other show <laughs> Yeah
2: this, this is my This is my backup dream <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah we have a lot of dreams Every night And now Mike Kaplan And I are new buddies Absolutely yeah, we we'll gonna hug outside Droid yeah. hug
0: Coming soon
6: uh, we'll Today's see. Ron and Fez show Brought to you by Tito's Vodka <laughs> Distilled six times From 100% corn Naturally gluten free Visit Tito's Vodka.com for recipes, songs, and more. Handcrafted to be, handcrafted to be savored responsibly. Distilled and bottled by Fifth Generation Incorporated, Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume.
2: And World Cup, my ball is still trending worldwide, so I'll keep playing along with it. See you guys in here tomorrow. And uh, that's the Ed uh, Dubai Show. Donk. I watched it for a little while. I
1: love to watch things on TV.